Casey. Yes? Is it game time, baby girl? It's game time. Well, let's get this shit popping then, baby. Hey, welcome to Hoodstocks on a Monday evening. Woo, we got a heater for you, baby. We got a mm, one for the books. Hit that like. Run them likes up. Run them likes up. Goonies. Run them M mm, lights up. (laughs) It's game time. Let's go. This is for you. My Goonies. 2024, baby. It don't stop, it won't stop. Till Casey's panties drop. (laughs) 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 Let's go. Yes. Run them likes up. Them likes get us in the algorithm. You fuck with us, run the likes up. You don't fuck with us, run the likes up. You hear the hate a little bit? Run the likes up. Why you keep on yelling at me, Lucky? I see it. I see it. I see it. Raider Tommy, I see it. Love, respect, OG Moses. Love, respect, Victor Lopez. Ricky Droops. <laughs> he, got a, he got the YouTube. <laughs> finally, <laughs> he finally got it. Better you than me. I mean, the list is deep, baby. The list is deep, but what we gonna do first is we gonna pay some bills. Looking for some good quality cannabis? I mean, quality cannabis. Hit up the folks at Killer Kush. They specialize in being the best uh, quality available from OG to exotic. They got it. Oh, baby. Yes, hit them up at KillerKushCali at gmail.com or follow on IG at KillerKush underscore underscore 420. And matter of fact, I got a location for you right now. If you are in the area of OC in LA, whoa. Get a piece of paper and write this shit down. I mean, does people get a piece of paper to write anything down nowadays? Yeah, I don't know, bro. It's all on the phone. It's all on the phone, dog. Anyways, here it is. True Organics. True Organics. I need you to pull up to True Organics and Whittier. And they are located at 13739 Leffingwell Road, City of Whittier. I want to give a big shout out to Stizzy. Pull up to the local Stizzy shop in here and cop some of that bomb bomb, baby. You can also follow them uh, uh, at Stizzy Nation. And what's the other one they got? It's, um... Oh, at Stizzy and at Stizzy Nation. There you go. Oh, guess what? Roulette Printing is your one-stop shop for all your printing projects. From start to finish, Roulette Printing will walk you through the prints process and get you quality prints you need. And conveniently, located in the city of Huntington Park, off of Slauson and Maywood. Please Google and follow all their platforms at Roulette Printing. Printing. Big shout out to my cousin Nick. He's in the building right now. Shit, uh, Nito's in the building right now. Miguel's in the building right now. And you know my motherfucking shit. My ride or dies are over there too. Uh, Case, 
KC and mother, uh, Pepita and fucking Droops. I mean, we haven't called you. We haven't called you Pepita in a long time, huh? It's been a while. I'm, I'm glad you're bringing it back, fucking asshole. And matter of fact, keep it, <laughs> hey, keep it right there on that frame right there. And we are also sponsored by AAA Crime Scene Cleanup. 1-866-247-CRIME. And what we will do for you is we will show up with these matching t-shirts and we will get rid of all witnesses and take the body parts. We got you. <laughs> Triple A crime scene. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> oh, oh, Daniel San. <laughs> okay, looking for the best criminal defense attorney after Triple A crime scene pulls up. <laughs> well, look no further. We got a lawyer for you, too, in the city of Los Angeles. Doug Sheridan is our guy, and he can be your guy as well. Mr. Sheridan used to be a federal prosecutor, as well as a district attorney for the city of Los Angeles. He didn't like the unfair politics on that side of the fence, and so now he's going to bad friend that have been wrongfully accused. I just had a bad weekend. You can reach Mr. Doug Sherrod at KingKongLawyer.com. All together, KingKongLawyer.com. Come on, baby. Larry Parker, step the fuck aside, bitch. <laughs> suck a dick, motherfucker. Yeah, suck a dick. Larry Parker got me 1.2. All right, never mind. Sorry about that. Somebody's going to clip that. And they're going to put an imaginary dick right there, dog. They want to be like, wah, 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 wah. anyways, uh, Orange County, stand up and pull your pants down. Wait, don't do that. Gutter Phenom is a lifestyle brand that is dedicated to supporting and inspiring individuals who are determined to achieve their dreams. We believe that no matter where you come from and what you've been through with hard work and dedication, anything is possible. <laughs> What the fuck? Dude, people love that shit, dude. They love when I say anything is possible. You think there's a gay guy right now jacking off to you saying that? All right, yeah. So I was at a a gay bar. <laughs> Continue, so I, sir. It's so I was, I was exiting the store right there in, in L.A. and the security guard was like, "Anything is possible." Hell yeah! Like, Damn, shout out to Chewy out there. Hey, you know what? Shout out to the city. The city of Southern uh, Khalifa is the city of Los Angeles. All the cities combined together, right? You know what I mean? Um, bro, everywhere we go, it's dumb love. Dumb Man, love. I love, love you, motherfuckers. Security guards and everybody, dog. Don't play with this shit. Visit Gutter Phenom and use exclusive code Hoodstocks20 to receive 20% off today. Gutterphenom.com. I want to give a big shout out to my boy RJ. He's one of the Ride or Die sponsors with us. Check it out. I'm, I'm going to say this one more time. I'm going to give a big shout out to my boy RJ. He's a ride or die sponsor with Hoodstocks. Real shit. Gutterphenom.com. Don't play with it. You know what I mean? Because you know what? Brands, it's the beginning of the year and people aren't working, right? We get that. But you know what? If you, you, you get a little GR month and wait, no, hold, hold up, butt up. You get a little unemployment or disability or something like that. Bro, support our sponsors, dog, but support this dude big time. And I'm not saying support him more than the others, but please support gutterphenom.com. The dude is a solid dude out of Orange County. He's a white dude, and we just fucking love him. He's mm -hmm. one of our brothers, and it don't matter if he's white, Chinese, black, you fuck with us, bro. We fuck with you, dog, and we fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, we take care of our people, you know what I mean? But, hey, peep game, this week, my geez, like, check it out. I had to go. I had to go out and get this one right here. I had to step out side some motherfuckers you can't dm and expect them to show up you gotta pop up on them and be like hey homie what's cracking dog 
know what I mean? And anyways, this is what I did with this man right here. I had to pull up to the comedy store, second time seeing him. I had the backstage boogie, homie. Don't play with it. Shout out to my boy George Perez. But you know what? I had to get this dude right here. Why? Because this dude gave me a fucking gut laugh that I ain't had in a long time. And that was better than a nut on Casey's face, dog. Damn. I'll tell you that right now. I want everybody to give it up for this man. This man is a motherfucking legend. I want everybody to give it up for comedian Edwin San Juan. Yeah. What's up, man? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Respect. Respect. Mad respect, brother. Bro, you're a true professional, man. The way you did those commercials, I was like, damn, this motherfucker is like a cholo that went to college. <laughs> Community college, sir. <laughs> but damn, that's, that's fucking badass, bro. Fucking Thanks for having me on the podcast, man. Brother, you you are you are just uh, well. We were talking about you with George Perez, and we'll get into the Joy Co Joe, Joe Coy thing and see if you want to uh, give a little rebuttal on that. But um, so we went to the comedy store, yeah, not once but twice. But the first time we went there, who did we have? We had a, a representative from uh, Stizzy with us. We had a uh, Leanne. Leanne with us, and it was me, Leanne, and Casey. Droops was just pull up. But he had some things that he uh, had to take care of at the time. But anyways, um, what what was it for? What was it again? Well, the first time it was me, you, and Droopy. And we oh, went. it was me, you, yeah, and Droopy. The yeah. second time was me. Okay. Yeah. And uh, George was ha just what was that show? I don't know. I think he was just just at the at the at the store. It was a, a show at the it, store. I, it was a collaboration of of. Who was there that night? Matter of fact, I can ask you who's there. But anyway, we're, we're fucking a little mixed up right now. But dude, they all blend together sometimes. Yeah. But I'll tell you this, brother. I hadn't laughed. That's right. It was me, you, and Rick sitting at the at the little uh, uh, at the table and shit. But I hadn't laughed so hard in the longest time, bro. You were fucking hilarious, oh, doggy. Man, thanks a lot, bro. I appreciate it. It's been a long time. I've been in the game. You know what I mean. So. Uh... It means a lot when I hear that, that people haven't laughed like that hard in a long time. You know what I mean? It's like when you fuck a girl good. Because <laughs> all the bad times, you know, but with that one time you hit it right. So it's, it's good to get the props, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You fucked us good that night, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Real shit. If a clap was a moan, it was loud as fuck, dog. You know what I mean? We were laughing and clapping. And, man, I, I fell out to the side of my seat at one point. And I don't, I ain't trying to put too much fucking sauce on the taco. Some motherfuckers be doing it. But, Rick, remember that shit, dog? Was good this times, dude hilarious, bro. dog, or what? Yeah, he was real cool, man. It was a good one. I just remember you guys coming out to me going, Rick the Crit! Rick the Crit! And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was me, too. Personally. <laughs> that shit was so funny. We were dying, bro. Even both times we were dying because we heard new jokes from you the second time. Right, right. Like to mix it up, you know what I mean? How long have you been in the game? Man, that was about 30 years now, man. 30 years? 30 years. And, and that would make you uh, 83? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know Asians age well, bro. Yeah, until a What's certain point. What's your real age? Be honest. It's, I'm 54. 54? Yeah, but I okay. use pearl cream. So it fucking keeps my skin tight. <laughs> <laughs> that oil of Olay uh, I don't know. Anything but. with pearls and facials? Uh, I mean, it just <laughs> sounds weird, bro. Is it homemade? Pro cream? Pro cream. No, you can get that over the counter at the Asian market. At the Asian market. <laughs> hey, shout out to the Asian markets, man. There's always an Asian market in the hood. Yeah. And then and then they'd be like 
fucking having like long socks. They 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 cater towards cholos and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they sell hairnets and fucking everything. Tres flores, like you know what I mean? Yeah. They they're smart. They know what's up, bro. Why why that's you know what this is a, this is kind of a cool little topic. Why do Asians own a lot of the spots in the hood? And I'm gonna let's talk about like uh, swap meet little sections and like why do they like is it do do you guys have something do you guys know about something that we don't know about bro <laughs> I don't I don't know man but I know like like Koreans help each other out like they they help get other Koreans to the United States and they help them set up shops also so I think that kind of happens like they're either doing liquor stores or donut shops or some shit you know what I mean but they're they're they, they're tight knit so they help each other out so I guess that's why you get one Asian market after another, you know what I'm saying? That's dope, bro. And I thought maybe the the government offered something to, to, to other races that they don't offer to Mexicans, you know? And be, <laughs> besides a lawnmower and a motherfucking <laughs> taco cart, dog, you know? I think it's just because it's in the hood. No, no other, who else wants to go to the hood and start up a, a fucking market? You know what I mean? So they'll they'll take what's available to them and and thrive on it. So Asian, not only are Asians smart, they got balls. And uh, they're smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you got big balls, but little dick, but you got big balls. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what it takes in the business. You don't need to have a huge penis. You just got to have big balls to get that shit done. Do you have a gym membership? <laughs> no, like Jim's Burgers. <laughs> Bro, maybe you can answer this to me because you might have some uncles or maybe, you know, pops or something. But why do Asians in gym men's locker rooms, Asian men, drive their dry their balls off with the hair blow dryer? <laughs> with the hand blow dryer, I'm sorry. I don't know, man. And they have so much fucking hair on their shit that you can't even see their penis. No. And, and but they're they're so comfortable in there. I don't know. I, I can't do that. I'm insecure. I mean, sometimes if I would feel if my dick was that small, there's no way in hell that I have my right? leg cocked up on the sink counter <laughs> and that hand blow dryer just blowing that hair all the way to my ass. Right. It's a hand blow dryer, not a fucking dick blow dryer. Are I mean, are Asians made different? I mean, I think we're all kind of different and the same at once, you know, but. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question if we're made different. I mean, our, our eyes definitely are slanted. So that's different from everyone else. But I mean, at the end of the day, we're all fucking people. A hundred percent. And I'm not trying to make a joke out of it. Um, I'm saying like this, bro. Like every every race contributes something to society, you yeah. know? And what would fucking the world be without Asians, my Jesus? Don't play with that shit, dog. I mean, come on, guys. Give it, give, give, give some big ups to the, the, yes, the Asian brothers and sisters, you know, because, man, what would life be without orange chicken? <laughs> or rice. Rice. I mean, who invented, not who invented rice, but, it, well, there was there's rice fields, so in rural areas, maybe like China and Philippines. Some, Philippines, yeah. Philippines yeah, yes. Right? Yes. That's our major uh, thing is rice in the Philippines. They have rice paddy, rice fields for days, bro. I heard it's also... Uh, 14-year-old girls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's everywhere. Casey, this is not your interview right now, bro. We're not interviewing I know, I just saw Casey, this, I just a.k.a. Saw the 14-year-old girl. <laughs> he's, he's trying to get a mail order bride over here. Yeah, you that. know what, bro? You are, welcome, you are welcome to whoop his ass right now, bro. Because honestly, if Edwin, Ed, Edwin San Juan and Casey got in a fight, I'd have to put it on Edwin, bro. You know, what would be your first move if you had to go fight Casey, bro? I would just blast on his face first. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd be blinded. He couldn't see. And oh. then I fucking go for the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> 
hit him with your nuts and then go for his nuts. Hey, <laughs> these nuts. But I'm, I'm not a fighter, bro. He's got that sexy mustache, so I ain't fucking around with that. What do you feel when you look at that mustache, bro? I feel Hitler going on. A yeah, lot. a lot of Hitler. Yeah. A lot of Hitler. I, sometimes I just, I get drunk, bro, and I start getting my feelings and feeling disrespected because I'm half Jew, bro. Oh, you and are? I, yeah, I'm half Jew and half Mexican, bro. You know, so sometimes I'm just like, like, what's this fool really trying to say with that mustache over there? And I'll be fucked up, you know? And I'll start getting these weird thoughts in my head, bro. Yeah, you just got to think Charlie Chaplin at that point, then I guess. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. Calm myself down. <laughs> yeah. Say it 10 times Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. He's just Charlie Chaplin. He's a harmless little man. He's not going to hurt nobody. It stands out, though, bro. It's definitely signature. He's, you know what, dude? He, the dude is a signature yeah. dude. Casey, baby. Casey. Well, I mean, we got. We got the finest of characters up in here, and I give a big shout out to my boy Droops too, dog. Boy, legend, dog, legend. Northeast Los Angeles, stand up. I seen him take off his hat. The motherfucker got tattoos on his head, like fucking scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, I was, I'm scared. I was scared to come here. All these fucking trollos up in here, and fucking, you're like, do my podcast. I was like, yes, sir, I'll do it. <laughs> We were in the green room at one of George Perez's shows at the Comedy Store. Yeah, the Fool's Gone Wild one. Yeah, and then uh, I, I I saw you fucking just calling some dude out, fucking checking him hard, bro. <laughs> and I was scared at that point. I was like, God damn, this fucking lucky motherfucker gonna fuck some dude, make him unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, know, uh, you checked him hard, bro, and he was trying to come at you all. Oh, what's up? What's up? And you're like, man, don't come with me. That well, I don't know what you said, but you guys must have had history. For you to lay it down like that, but he just sat back down, like he was like, you checked him hard, bro. And then you're like, do my podcast. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, bro? We live in this in this world, this YouTube universe, bro. And some cats don't realize, bro, this is real life, my boy. Right, right. right. This is real life, dog. You know what I mean? And, and you know what? I I will, I will take responsibility on whatever comes out my motherfucking mouth. And so that's why you got to be careful. Because you know what, I don't want to be starting no motherfucking shit with the nah. fucking whole YouTube universe just trying to get likes, bro. That's like some bitch shit. We call it cell soldiers in prison, bro. You know what a cell soldier, the definition of a cell soldier in prison? No, no. It's a fool behind bars talking shit to you, dog, knowing damn well you can't get at them. That's a cell soldier, bro. Mm. And so sometimes I feel like this YouTube universe is right. just a bunch of tiny cells, dog. And how are you running your program in that cell? Are you being cool are you on the theater? You know what I mean? Talking boo whoop boo whoop passing the linea, not fucking uh, pinching the bag, you know what I mean? Like, how are you conducting yourself? And I hold the people accountable, dog, and I don't want to go out and wreck these dudes, but if that fool's gone wild, yeah, I don't a couple dudes, bro. Right. You know, let them know, hey, homie, this is real life, and I'm a real motherfucker, dog, that ain't playing that bullshit. Keep my name out your motherfucking mouth. mouth. There you go, Casey. Thank you, dog. Respect, though. I, when I seen you do that, I was like, fuck, this dude's fucking real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, I, was and like, I was by myself, right? Yeah, yeah, I was bro. by myself. And didn't, you did it You did it to a point where you made your point, but you knew that you weren't going to fucking start shit, but if it went, was going to go down, you were like, motherfucker, you know, it's going to go down, but I respect the fact that you checked them and that was it. There was nothing else after that, you know what I mean? Well, sometimes I feel like a doctor and I got to check the temperature real quick, dog, and make right. sure, you know what I mean, we're, you know. Well, you was ready to stick that thermometer up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hold his balls and say cough, motherfucker, because like you checked him hard, bro. I was like, what's up? I haven't seen that in a minute. Well, is that uncommon for the green room at the comedy store? Well, I mean, it's just uncommon in any place for someone to check someone. Usually people don't have enough balls to do that or say something. You know, if something's bothering them, they just whatever. But, you, you know, you're real. It seems like so Willie Bar. That. It seems like Willie Barsena would be a type of dude like that, maybe. Yeah, a bit. yeah, I would definitely say he's an OG in the game. Mad props and respect to Willie. I mean, 
he's one of the comics that helped me out when I was starting out, you know? His uh, clan, it was Willie, Felipe Esparza, like all those dudes like showed me the way more than any other uh, race of comedians. Latinos showed mad love to me when I first started out. Well, you know, if you think about it, bro, Filipinos, Latinos, you know what I mean? Like, come on, dog, you know what I mean? Shit, it almost sounds the same, bro. But if you look at a lot of these individuals, it's, it's or if you are familiar with the Filipino culture, bro, I mean, it's not too far off from the Mexicano culture or some of these Latino cultures, bro. Right. I mean, Spain's influence, right? They fucking conquered the world, like, one one stop at a time. Did, I they, mean, did they, they conquer the Philippines? Yeah, they were in the Philippines for 333 years. Damn. So they just went from Asia all the way, worked their way toward Mexico. So we were actually the first Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it. <laughs> they went from island to island. They got to Samoa and they were like, fuck that. We ain't fucking trying to fucking drink. These guys are too big. They saw them on the island. Like, let's go to the next island. Fuck that shit. Is, is, bro, is that some like next level shit? I know motherfuckers, like, if you're from the. If you're from the motherland of, if it's the Philippines or, or from Mexico or something, bro, you know, like a lot of people are just like, man, fuck the Spaniards. But then you see the dude and he's light skinned and some people have, sometimes Mexicans have blue eyes, color skin. But, but you know, hey, homie, you, yeah, it sucks what what happened, but you are a part of that, bro. Right. You know, you are part of that bloodline, you know, right. and, and it sucks to be identify as, as that of somebody that went and raped and pillaged and conquered and took over, right? Right. And they were doing it under the guise of Christianity. Like, they were trying to say, like, oh, this is Christianity. We're trying to spread that. But then they were raping and fucking women and just pillaging. You know what I mean? And then and then when they when, when they went, when they, were in, in, when they were in Mexico and shit, like, so all the haters jumped on the fucking bandwagon with these dudes, you know? And they said, yeah, fuck yeah. We, we're rolling with you. Fuck them dudes, you know? And they, they just didn't really understand what the fuck they were really doing, you know? What they were inviting into their house, you right. know? And, you know, you, you live and you learn, bro. You know, and I, 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 I really, it's important to know your history, but I really, I'm not going to say hate because hate is a strong word. I'll say dislike. I dislike individuals that, strong too, that stand too strong on, on, on the history, bro. Like, no, this is, this is this. This is our land. This, no, I, homie, okay, dog. Yeah, right. I get it. I understand the history, but this is 2024 right here, my boy. You know what I mean? Uh we need to move forward and find a way to give our family generational wealth and so on and so on. You feel me? Like 100%. I mean, history is there for a reason so we learn from our mistakes. But you don't you shouldn't like dwell on it and ponder it, you know, cuz you're wasting that energy where you should be focused on the future and what you what you got planned to do, you know, versus harping on what the negative shit happened in the past, right? You got to just move forward. Absolutely. Any race, any race that you're, you know, that's the thing. You're not going to grow if you're just worrying about all the fucked up shit that happened. You got to fucking put that shit in the past. It happened and then move forward and progress. You know, when I used to dwell on negativity, you know what? You know what would be the be, be usually the outcome of that? Negativity. negativity bro. Yeah. yeah, bro. Like you just, you know, what I mean, you, you're always going to be upset about something. You never, you know, you're always going to, bro. Like at this point in the life that the world that we live in, I mean, you can say it's close to total chaos in regards to politics, wars, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, but you know what? It's kind of out of our hands. I mean, we could be good people. Would you consider yourself a good person? Very nice to people around you. I mean, how does people know Edwin San Juan? I mean, I try to be respectful first and foremost, and then and, and then go from there. Like, if someone burns me, then 
they burn me and that's the lesson I learned and that's the price I had to pay but I know not to fuck with that motherfucker anymore okay. you know what I mean but I don't go try to get revenge I just know hey this guy is on this side now and I'm focusing on that side so you know so you live in the now yeah and I don't think anybody has anything bad to say about me you know I just live my life I believe in God and I try to do the best I can I want to raise my daughter to be a good productive member of society that's, that's all I can you that's know important what I'm baby yeah yeah so, you know, I, I want to take care of my kid like my mom took care of me, you know. So, like, my mom's passed away, but she's still, like, she set things aside, so I'm all right. So I'm not going to be, like, struggling in life, you know. So it's like she's teaching me to what to do for my daughter and prepare her, you know, for her future. So you're a father of, of, of just one daughter? Yeah, one daughter. Her, yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what's her name and how old is she? Her name's Jordan, and uh, she's nine years old now. Nine years old. Yeah, yeah. Blessings of Jordan. That's Mondo's uh, daughter's name, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's daughter, only two single dad, and her name's Jordan, too. Oh, yeah. Doug. Wow, we're fucking yeah. twins, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's 18. She's, she's 18. Oh, all right. So you're like, you got nine years on me. <laughs> Dude, being a father of, of... You have kids? Yes, I do. Right. I, ha I have kids. Um, but I have two kids that I have been in their life since day one. And, and these, these are my little ones, uh, Shyla and Liana. Seven and eight years old, bro. And you know what? Man, talk about winning the lottery, bro. You know? If I had a choice to rewind time, bro, I mean, this is this is probably sound rid ridiculous, but I'll just say it. I don't know. Who, who knows? Maybe someone would think otherwise, but I'll say this, bro. And they said, hey, Luck, check it out, bro. Like, you can have two beautiful daughters moving on in your future, or I'm going to give you this fucking $5 million fucking lottery ticket. But, I mean, if you ask them at that time, they'd probably take the $5 million lottery ticket. But I, um, I'm just saying, bro, it, they are the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life is to be able to father to them, and especially at a time in my life where, you know, I've been able to make some adjustments, brother, and get it right. You right, feel me? Right, like. Right. Being a father is great. Yeah, you can't put no price on that, right? Yeah, it's fucking, yeah. It's a blessing. It is absolutely a blessing. And so, speaking of you having a daughter, I, I seen you having a garage sale the other day. <laughs> is that real, bro, or was that just a, a... Yeah, I've had a garage sale for the last month, bro. <laughs> for the last to, yeah. month. I'm trying to get rid of my shit so my ex-wife don't get it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, bro, that song was fucking classic, oh. bro. That that shit was fucking hilarious, on point. I had to take it down, though, bro, because I was getting too many DMs. People were like, are you moving to L.A.? Are you this and that? But, but that's what's happening. I'm moving to L.A. I've been in Vegas the last 10 years. L.A., baby. Yeah. yeah. L.A., yeah. baby. Yeah. Moving back. Moving you back. know what, bro? Go. You, just, you got your security guys right here, bro. Anytime, anywhere, bro, you need us, bro, we pull up with you, bro. Entourage, oh, bro. what's up. Yeah. Hell yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, that. I don't know if you'd ever need that or want that, but shit, we got your back, baby. Oh, mad love, bro, for sure. 100%. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so you were, speak you were speaking a little bit about your mom. Have you ever, I mean, how many podcasts have you done? Oh man, um, well I have a podcast, it's the ESJ podcast. We just finished our hundredth episode. But okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, say it again. So they can they can uh, subscribe to it. ESJ podcast. It's Edwin San Juan. Okay. Yeah, it's on YouTube, Spotify, all all the channels and stuff like that. But we we did a hundred episodes and then we canned it now. And then I'm, since I'm moving back to LA, I'm gonna pick it up again and start it up. But you know, we just we did our hundred episode, and it was just pretty sick, man. I learned a lot. I mean, from coming out the gate not knowing anything about podcasts to to doing them, right? You yeah. get a hundred deep. I'm like, wow, we got this far. But um, it's, it's a milestone. A, it's, yeah, it's a, definitely. It's a milestone. You know what, brother? Having this podcast has been. You know, I see it. I've 
I see a psychiatrist. Um, I have a referral to see a, a therapist. I see a psychiatrist. I just put the bottle down. <laughs> <laughs> I have a referral to see a therapist. And I need to make time to do that as well because I think, you know, hey, if you got somebody to talk to, then you go to the psychiatrist and you cop the fucking sack of drugs, bro. You know what I mean? I think you'd probably be pretty good. Um, but I'm just what I'm saying is this podcast has been very therapeutic to my life, my mental health, everything. Amen. It Amen. has helped me grow. I mean, watching, you know, it's crazy, bro. Before this podcast, I would do things, I would act a certain way, and I still do it now. But I might have, you know, adjusted a little bit. But you, sometimes you don't see yourself. And you is like, damn, I've been doing this shit all these years thinking I look cooler than a mother. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a booger in your nose. You didn't even know. You know like, just, just this, this, maybe it might be the way you laugh or this, that, or, right. you know, hand movement or just something you always say. And for all, you did this for so many years, you know, and you thought it was cool. look, But you never had a, a camera on you to... So right. rewind the track and look at it. So I've been able to, you know, examine oneself, you right. know, un myself underneath the, the microscope. And I'm so critical about it. I mean, I think I've grown a little doing this. We're, we're heading into our sixth year doing this. Uh, uh, what episode is this, dog? Uh, 258. 258, wow. 258. Wow. And we, we're we low on the episodes because we're kind of like, we like to handpick our guests, bro. Right. We don't like to just open up the floodgates and turn to the GR office that we got everybody and their mama up in this bitch right. ready to get an interview. You know what I mean? Because that's not our style, dog. You right. know, who wants to invite everybody? I mean, I, I almost look at this like a dinner table, dog. You know what I mean? How many people, like, you, not too many people do you want to sit down and have dinner with, right? Right, right. You know, it's it's a sacred thing, a meal. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like a conversation is a very sacred thing. Yeah. Especially, like, if you're having dinner. Conversation is the main main course, actually, you know, no matter what you're eating. And so what's, what's you know, discussed and facts. what's happening. Yeah. Big facts, yeah. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, if you're having dinner... The the, the 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 steak and potatoes that I ordered is not necessarily the the main course. course the, right. The, the the time you share. Right. Breaking bread. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's important. It's like my daughter. She's always on her phone. But whenever we sit down and have meals, it, no no phones at the table. You know. Let's let's talk. You know. And eat. Have a discussion. Because I mean, sometimes I'm lazy as a father and just fucking let her get on TikTok all day. You know what I mean? Like fuck it. But babysitter. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the new babysitter. Yeah. But when we sit down, we have meals. I make it a point to shut that all shit, all that off, and this is this fucking talk. You know, how was your day? What's going on? And you know what? That's something that I need to get better at, bro. Mm. You feel me? Because uh, you know, as much as I want to say the same thing about my kids, maybe sometimes I'm one of those kids at the table, looking at my phone, exactly. scrolling, yeah. checking numbers, analytics, this, that, how many likes, comments, reply to a comment. Uh, emails, emails, bro. Fuck emails. Emails are super important in this podcast business um, because a lot of people communicate through emails. Um, you know, and so I, there's it a doesn't point stop, in, right? It's twenty four seven. It's your business. Yeah. So there's a point in time where you know I have to, you know, even at the fucking ripe age of forty six years old, right? The young age of forty six years old that I am, you know, shit, still learning, bro. Mm -hmm. Never stop learning and always open to you know fix shit that I see, you know? Right. And, and then I get it gets pointed out to my, from my girl and even my kids. Now they're like, daddy, put your phone away. And it's like, damn, it Getting must be bad. Like, yeah. About seven yeah. and eight year old, they telling you put your phone away? Right. That's a problem, bro. That's good. Yeah. Self-awareness is the first part. You know, and once you're aware of that, then you can work on fixing it, you know? 
Absolutely. Some people aren't aware of it and they just fucking neglect their kids or whatever the case is. But you, you have that already that you're aware. Of. So, some some people are very stubborn. And when it comes to self-awareness, maybe they see a reflection of it and see fault in it. But being the fact that they're so stubborn, sometimes they're just like, ah, fuck it. That's who I am. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out or something. You feel me? And that's that's the worst. Yeah, it is definitely. But then there's a fine line because you also have to be a student of the game. Like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, those guys study their film. They watch their set. You know, even interviews they watch to see how they're reacting and acting during interviews. So what you're doing is not wrong, watching your shit and, you know, trying to clean up your stuff and chop off the fat and stuff like that. It's it's good, bro. That's good because it means you care. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, because we're doing, I feel like we're doing uh, something very important within this city sharing individual stories like yourself. Some cats, not like yourself, some other cats don't have an Instagram, the, you know? And and you know what the greatest feeling, and I've just and i said this before, but I'll say this lastly before we get into your journey, your story, your life story, because this is what we're all about here at Hoodstocks. But nothing makes me feel better than when I have a homie on here. He can be fresh out of prison. He could have been in and out of prison, been out for a minute. And I have him on the podcast. He shares his story. This dude doesn't, you know, he's he's just, you know, he's just trying to, bro, he's just fucking trying to just get a job, a construction job, like regular dudes, right? No Instagram, not tripping on all that extra shit. And they tell me, they're like, damn, look, after I did Hoodstocks, bro, I was over here and they were like, what's up, fool? Like, you know what I mean? And and so you know what that does to the individual? That, 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 that gives them like confidence, that gives them, uh, there's help me out with some words right here guys of what it instills into an individual that says hey you know what my my story wasn't all for nothing like it, it, right. it, it you know it impacts purpose somebody. inspires yeah, yeah. And, and it makes them feel good bro and you're doing that bro you're giving people that vehicle to be able to do that bro like we just want to feel good right 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 i want to feel good bro i don't want to feel like shit bro i don't want to feel down on myself i don't want to feel like fuck dog like you know, and so like I like to have because I felt like that, bro. I've been homeless. I've been addicted to all kinds of drugs, brother. You know, what I mean, I, man, I made some horrible mistakes in my life where I just felt like fuck, dog. And even my whole family, bro, at one point, they all counted me out, bro. You know, what wow. I mean, they fucking just like wrote the motherfucker off, bro, like years ago, bro. You know, but, uh, it, you know, and, and, but this is this is my honestly, bro, I think about it, too. Sometimes I think about it like, man, I wonder if my family knows I got a podcast because, you know, I don't, you know, we know there's no uh, conversation or a connection no more. And and, and, and and this everything that I do is just like it's just like kind of like my get back, bro. Mm -hmm. Like motherfuckers counted me out. You, you right. know what I mean? You said I wasn't shit. I'm nothing but a, you know, what I mean, this, that and the right. fucking worse. And bam, what's what's happening, you know? You don't need violence either. I mean, success is the best revenge. You know, you become successful, then you just fucking shut everything up that they were saying about you, bro. So it's like, you just gotta focus on getting successful and doing your shit, and then everything else falls in line, bro. Next thing you know, those people that were hating start turning and trying to jump on the fuck, catching the vapors all late and shit, but fuck them, you know? I've had some people from my neighborhood, and some of them, not necessarily from my hood, but they lived in my neighborhood, and they're around me and my homies and shit, like Droops and all the fellas back in the day and shit, and all of a sudden, they'll reach out to me, you know? And, and, and I'd be a little bit like, I don't know if I hold grudges, bro, or maybe I just don't forget, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't forget maybe, you know what I mean? They'll be like, oh shit, what's up, Lux? Damn, for you doing the damn thing, whoop, 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 and this and that, you know what I mean? 
And and you know what? I just even to this day, sometimes I like I don't even know how to feel about that shit. Cause you know, back in the day, you were talking shit. I ain't right. you know whoop 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 starting shit. You know, starting beefs with me and other dudes, females, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Right. And now it's this. Like I, I mean, I, should you should you forgive and forget? I, I think you can forgive, but you don't have to forget. Okay. Because you burn me once, you know, you're likely gonna burn me again, you know. So it's like to me. That's the price you pay. You, you learn how someone fucks you over. Okay, that's you know you stand with them. So you know, forgiving is cool because it's, it's it's God says forgive. You know, but forgetting is to me that's a whole other fucking thing. You know, some, you know what's important to me um, is, is is and then, then I think about two times and this isn't about me, but I'll just share this with you real quick. I think about sometimes two times and I was down, bro. And I was and I was barely able to get twenty dollars a month for for store in in the in the prison system, which is just basically the bare minimal to go to store once a month with twenty dollars. All right, twenty dollars you're gonna buy you know a bar of soap, a deodorant. I mean, when they had tobacco, you buy a can of tobacco bugler. That was Mando, and then you just buy some suits. You didn't have all the extra shit. You didn't have the fucking chili beans. You know what I mean? This and that. And so I did a lot of time like that. But there were some individuals. Um, in my life, bro, that looked out for me and helped me out. And one of them is my boy Droops right here. You know what I mean? This boy is a solid motherfucker. Yeah. He's probably one of my only homies that ever fucking dropped me ducats and made sure that I was cool like that, dog. And I love you, brother. Thank you, you for that, dog. Know. You already know. Yeah, let's get that mic closer to you, dog. Let's fix that mic. I don't like the way it's all the way out there. Let's bring it into you, Rick. Yeah. You know, but this dude is this, this dude is a real one right here. And and But anyways, Edwin San Juan what we do right here is we share life stories, brother. All right. You know, we share the we share the good and the bad, and I and I hope you can be transparent about the bad because I am, bro, and and a lot of the other guys are here, you know. But we like to know, you know, your 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 come up, bro, and and what got you to the point of where you started comedy? Like how how were you raised? In, you know, in the in the beginning, uh, early ages of your life. You know, what I mean, where was it at? Did you have mom and pops in your life? You know, go ahead, brother. However, you'd like to start. Yeah, I mean, uh, both my parents were in my life and a very active part of it. They've been real supportive of my comedy, too, up until the day that they passed. But my dad, um, I have uh, three three uh, siblings, uh, uh, two older brothers and an older sister. I'm the youngest. And my dad was in the Navy. So um, that's how we became citizens, because we were naturalized. Like, I was born in Taiwan. We were born all over the world. My brothers were born in Guam. Wow. And then my sister in West Virginia. But why Why were they born all over the place? And I'm sorry for well, My dad was in the military, so he was okay. in the Navy. So he was stationed at different points, and he was fucking my mom. And this is where we popped out. So I would think, <laughs> The military I for which which country? Uh, for the United States Navy. Okay. So okay. he was a Filipino immigrant that got into the Navy, U.S. Navy, which was a big deal, because it didn't really happen that way. So that's how we uh, came to be and come to the United States. And um, my dad, fuck, I love my dad a lot. He fucking did so much for our family. He started the Filipino food business, and he was putting um, Filipino foods in the Navy, um, the grocery stores, because there was a lot of Filipinos in the Navy, and but they didn't have food. It was so he brought like longanisa Filipino foods, noodles, and stuff like that to to uh, the mass Filipinos that were in the Navy. And then he ended up starting you know, his own business, and that's how we end up um, fucking succeeding in life. How did he pops. start that business? Putting different Filipino uh, brands, foods into. Th I mean, like, was he like the middleman? Like, what kind of dude is he? He's a hustler, obviously. Yeah, he was hustling, man. He was importing, exporting those goods. And then when he got out of the Navy, he started his own business and he was making his own. He had a USDA plant in Artesia and we were making um, 
sausages and stuff like that. It was crazy, you know? We were doing it out of our garage at one point, you know? Making sausages? Sausages, yeah. Filipino sausages, and then we would sell them in the, in the military bases, and, and that's how we ended up becoming corporate. And then that's when he got fucked over, because we had a small mom-and-pop little business, and it was cool, but then he, he wasn't business-oriented minded, you know? Like, because business is shrewd. So they, they took advantage of him, and he ended up getting, like, burned a lot. So, Real quick before we move forward in your story, Mr. San Juan, please educate me on the process of making a sausage in a garage. <laughs> <laughs> I love his laugh, bro. <laughs> it reminds me of when he on the stage doing that last shit. It's hilarious, bro. I mean, it's just grinding the meat, stuffing it in the casings, and letting it hang out and drying, and shipping it, boxing it, and getting it in, in, in the in the refrigerator, you know what I mean? Mr. San Juan, what exactly is in the ingredients? It's not dog meat. <laughs> <laughs> but there was different kinds. We had pork, longanisa, and, and um, different, um, we had uh, tapa. I don't, you guys have that too, right? It's like a, it's a beef, beef tapa. But we had uh, longanisa, I mean, we just made fucking anything that my dad could do, Filipino products, was out there. Then he started um, importing, exporting, like, noodles, dry goods, canned goods, coconuts, stuff like that. He just, he just fucking cornered the market. He's one of the first persons to do it. It was called Laricon, and it was my dad's name, Larry, and my mom's name was Conchita. And he just put it together, Laricon, and then that was it. That was the start of the business. Beautiful names, brother. Beautiful names, and RIP to them. Real stuff. And I, I gave an applaud for it, but it's just a respect reply, applaud. Um, amen. Yeah, amen. Real, real stuff, man. Um, bro, your pops, if you, if you can describe your pops in three words, what would it be? Oh, man. Fucking... Um, Damn, that's, that says a lot. Three if you words. Could, if you could describe your pops in one word, what would that one word be? Fucking um, hustler. Hustler, yeah. Yeah, because he came from nothing and, you know, got us to where we were. And that that's fucking badass. And just to be a Filipino, to get in the U.S. Navy, man, he fucking hustled his way around. And then he just, he didn't stop, you know. He was cutting the hair. He was the barber. Like, he did fucking so many things that... uh. It, it motivates me to work hard because I want to follow in his footsteps, you know. I might not be doing, making sausages, but it just, uh, I'm trying to make the best I can with, with what I have and the skills I have to, to pursue in his name, you know. Carry that San Juan legacy. Because in the Philippines, there was news articles about him and you know what I mean? Like, he was he was big deal. So... That's amazing, bro. You don't make me cry in here and shit. Nah, dog. That's, hey, bro. You wouldn't be the first, bro. And, I, and a matter of fact, I, there's a couple podcasts ago that I was teared the fuck up. You know what I mean? Because I feel it. I mean, life is real and, and people are real. You know, and relationships are real and feelings, you know what I mean, are, are real as shit, you know? And, um, you know, I, it seemed like your pops really, really uh, meant a lot to you. Right, yeah. You know? Um, what was the dynamics between pops and moms? Like, you know, pops is the hustler, moms. I mean, she, the 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 the, the company's name was uh, both of their names. So, what what position did she play during the time? I mean, she was the house mom. She cooked, cleaned for us, and everything. But she was part of the business too. She was in the office all the time. They were always together. I never heard my parents argue. If I, if they did argue, they would go behind closed doors, you know, and That's chop it up like that. So I never felt that kind of like. 
them going at it and I never knew they had problems you know it wasn't until later on in life that I realized you know we're all human and we all have but they were like smart enough to take that away from us you know I wish I could do that sometimes I'd be arguing with my wife right in front of my kid <laughs> fuck you bitch <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter's like what the fuck is going on like, what's you a bitch fuck that cop <laughs> you fuck that cop yeah, fuck the police is a song not fucking supposed to be in real life <laughs> did she fuck a cop <laughs> I ain't saying nothing but she might be watching this shit <laughs> bro we had a comedian bro on here his name is uh Fuck, he's on tour right now with fucking uh, Concrete. Uh, the dude with the glasses, Mexican dude with the glasses. Oh, uh, Jerry Garcia? Jerry Garcia oh. lost his fucking lady, bro, to a police officer. And it was a, he shared it in the podcast, so I'm not exposing no shit. And it was such a hilarious, he, he, I gotta get that dude back on, bro. But he said that they had a domestic dispute. The officer came through, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Did a little more than his job, bro. Yeah. Got the digits, homie. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a cold shit. I'll have to come back and tell the full story after the divorce is final. Yes, yes, 100%, brother. That'd be, you know what, bro? We like we like the cheese, man, doggy. We like the fucking drama. You know what I mean? We like that type of drama, not all the other shit people are talking about. Um, and so, and so, Pops, real quick, just so I can, I, I want to get a full understanding. So, when Pops was uh, uh, U.S. Navy and he met your mom in what country? In the Philippines. In the Philippines, while he was serving in the Philippines, right? Right, right, right. Okay, that's, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, you know. And then you know he's a he's a Philip he's he's Filipino. He's a fucking U.S. fucking Navy officer. Navy right? officer, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he he can't know the pussy. He had the pick of the. He could have got anything right there. He got your mom, baby. Right. You know what I mean, let's go, dog. You know what I mean, Hell yeah. Mom must have been looking good back then. She was then. good. I would have fucked her back in the day. She was hot. You know, I'm a motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god, dog. Hey, don't play with it, Edwin San Juan, baby. Where we at? There it is right there dog that's hilarious dog <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're joking too right oh yeah I mean I'm just saying my, my mom's beautiful that's what I'm trying to say you know what I mean she's and then not just her looks but her spirit you know what I mean she's the one who brought me closer to God and stuff like that you know so and, and when you say closer to God what what, what is what is mom's uh, original uh, beliefs what is, is it Christianity yeah Catholicism okay right? okay Growing she's up Catholic Catholic, yeah, Catholic. Uh, okay so yeah, I grew up Catholic and, and all that. She laid down the foundation, you know? And then, and then till this day, even though she's passed, I still feel her presence. Because one of her dying wishes was to get my, make sure my daughter was baptized and she became Catholic. And then till this day, like she, my daughter's still not baptized. So I'm really feeling bad about it. You know, I, I gotta get on it and, and you know. She's still young. Yeah, but I always thought when I was younger and I got married, like my wife would handle all that stuff. You know, I wouldn't have to handle it, but my wife's not handling that, so I got to do it on my own. So there, there's the challenge and that that I have to do that. You know? Well, she was busy riding around the back of that police car, you know? bro. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Yeah. <laughs> coming up in court. You know what I mean? For two weeks, that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh shit! So, but you know what's crazy is like, um, my daughter's nine years old, so she's like doesn't want to hug me and kiss me all the time. You know, I'm a dad. I want to, you know, I love my daughter. Want that know? affection? Yeah. So it kind of hurt me inside, you know. So, but then uh, I made it a point to go to church and at least take my daughter to church, even though like she's not baptized yet. But I want her to build that foundation, right? 
And then we were at church uh, last Sunday, and then um, Ave Maria came on that song, and it just hit me because it's my mom's favorite song, you know. And then I, I started crying in church, you know. And it wasn't like a small little tear. I was like, ah, like and my daughter like, comforted me. But she put her arm on me. And she said it's gonna be okay. And and then she ended up like hugging and 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 being affectionate, which was what I was what I was craving, you know. But it was because my mom actually hooked it up from heaven. Because I felt that song and I cried and my daughter was consoling me and that's all I ever wanted was my daughter to be there for me, you know, like, and because the kids get older and they don't want to, you know, do nothing. Yeah. But it's now me and my daughter are a lot more closer and I was like, damn, I had to thank my mom for that. It's like, wow. Absolutely, brother. That's a that's a beautiful feeling and I and I and I feel you on that shit, dog. You know, nothing like the affection of, you know. A daughter, you know, one you love and the one you, I mean, you're trying your best, right? Right, Whatever right. it is. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, it might be uh, going through some rocky chapters in life. And, I, you know, I asked I asked somebody the other day because he was telling me about a divorce and this and that and with kids at an early age, a young age, right? And I said, bro, isn't that just, like, bad on the kids? And he was like, nah, bro, the way we were fighting was the best thing that could ever happen for our kids, you know? And you know it sucks and it's fortunate because I was raised in a in a in a divorced you know broken home mm-hmm. and yeah, there was nothing good I got I caught all the motherfucking like like I was a part of that divorce you feel mm-hmm. me like right. that shit that shit sucks the hatred the animosity the, the all the above you know it just it, it affected my life big time you know and so that's why we would, like with my girl like we go through some rocky ass shit we might be going through some rocky ass shit right now you know what i mean but i love her i love my kids and i know what's important to me is is you know what just always trying to work it out and, and, and keep you know keep it together you know what i mean because we're stronger together than uh you know separate i feel like you know right you know um but until that that feeling goes away. I mean, you know, you got to keep trucking sometimes, you know? Yeah. As long as I don't see her in the back of a fucking police car with a baton <laughs> in her motherfucking right. ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 we'll be good, baby. You know what I mean? Shit. Fuck a baton, that 12 gauge. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I put the handcuffs on myself. <laughs> What's up? Um, but so so moving forward in your story, brother. Right, right. You know, and we, we get all over the place sometimes, bro, and I and I appreciate your patience. No, uh, it happens, man. It's all good. It's yeah, part of conversation, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So so your family had this amazing they, they, he pops built it up from the ground and he turned it into a corporate business. Right, right. Wow, bro. Right. That's 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 next level type of stuff right there. And so you know what, what? So what happened to the business? Did you have to sell? They had to sell it, or yeah, we ended up selling it. I mean, we could have. One of my brothers or I could have like took over it, but I think from a young age, making sausages in a garage to like all the way to where it went to the, its full top corporate level, we just none of us wanted to take over it. You know, yeah, it was just like let's just move on and next chapter in our lives. When my dad passed, it was just, it was just, just we sold it. And you know what? It's lucky sometimes because it, you know, growing up making sausages in a, a in a, a garage, it can make you either really love sausage in the wrong way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or you know, it can make you, you know, just say, "Hey, go ahead, get that fucking sausage making company up the fuck out of here." You know what I mean? Give me the check, bitch. Yeah, you know what I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll still eat the sausage, but not in a gay way. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for clearing that, Mr. Uh, San Juan. <laughs> um, and so, wh- where does life move on from there, brother? Um, from I mean, before that, I mean, 
elementary school for me was like was my shit. <laughs> you I was your shit. Though. I, I never heard anybody say that. In high school, you know, you other people are more athletic and this and that. But in elementary school, I was fucking, I was tearing it up, bro. You know, <laughs> playing you know football with the friends and stuff and all that. But when you get to junior high and high school, the, the competitions more. You know, so I didn't really get into sports, but I did get into uh, acting. We did plays in elementary school, and I helped write, produce some. We did like four three or different, four different plays in, in, in elementary. But then I got shy, and I think in, in, in high school and junior high, and I was I stopped doing it, you know? And then um, I saw other plays going on, and I felt like, damn, I wish I was part of this, but I kind of like, you know, I was more worried, interested about girls and shit like that, you know, and then, then fucking pursuing that. So I think that's what, I got the bug in elementary to, to perform in front of people. You know, that's what got me started. And then through stand-up comedy, I was able to fill that void that I fucking missed. Uh, I'm sorry, brother. No, that's all right, bro. I said I wasn't going to drink, but fucking this fucking tequila. And the way you do it, like, I used to just fucking shoot it down, but I'm just sipping it like you. Easy, man. And it's like fucking disinfectant. It's fucking nice. Yes, absolutely. You uh, sometimes you got to disinfect your intestines, you know? Yeah, I feel like eating pussy. <laughs> Cause you won't taste it with them disinfectant. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, and that, that's why I developed the bug, and then uh, I started doing stand-up comedy uh, through Jeff Garcia. Wow! Shout out to Jeff Garcia, but yeah, he's the homie that kind of got me started. Like, how did he get you started? I mean, let's no, hold on. We're going too fast. I, I want to say this. So you were you were you were talking about, and it's funny you say that, bro, because it's it's kind of like stereotypical in a way, maybe you know, um, but it's always better to hear it from an Asian man than opposed to another race. But it's funny, it, you know, it's, there's a lot of comedic value to it in regards to, <laughs> and in elementary school, it was the best time of my life because we were the still the same height, we still had the, you know, um, you were good, and but so what happened when you went to junior high school and high school? I mean, how how was junior high school? And where did you go, bro? Like, where where are you going to school at? I went to elementary school, Cabrillo Lane. It's in Cerritos. And then from there, I went to Haskell Junior High School. And then I went to Artesia High School. And uh, I don't know. I think I was I was trying to be hard and tough. You know what I mean? Wanted to hang around. We had a fucking little gang, a little boom town. We thought we were the shit. But it's a bunch of fucking Filipinos that had rich parents but we were buying khakis at Sears and shit and trying to look hard you know what I mean but it was that we were trying to we were enamored by that lifestyle of the fucking a gangster and hood NWA was out you know what I mean and it yeah. was like I was just all into that trying to be tough and hard where I really wasn't shit you know cause I, I, I you know you meet fools like George yourself you guys been through the real stuff you know what I mean but we were just like like in Japan, they love fucking American culture, and just Asians love that. Just for us to fit in, we felt like we had to be hood. But you know, so 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 you had a little you had a little click out of Artesia High School. Yeah, what was it? The, the Boomtown Riders. What was it, what was it again? We were just called Boomtown. You know, why do you, why were you guys called Boomtown? I don't even know who came up with that name. But I like uh, it though. Yeah, I, and it sounds it sounds perfect when Asian is banging that on me. But we were we were uh, Asian, we were black, we were Latino, white. It was, it was it, everybody was 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 part of it. It wasn't just like you know. Okay, so let's 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 act this out real quick, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, so, young Edwin San Juan is walking down the street, 
stepping out of Artesia High School and fucking Young Luck pulls up. Hey, homie, the fuck you from? Boom down, motherfucker. What's up? <laughs> there we go, baby. There we go. Boom town. That shit sounds. I mean, is it still alive? I mean, or was it just a little phase? It was. It was just a little phase. I, the, my, the homie that was like running it died. And after that, we just all fell out. But it, it wasn't Damn. nothing serious. But they were rolling with fools like from um, STS. Have you heard of them? Satanas? Yeah, bro. Filipino gang. Yeah, bro. They had them in, uh, I believe, Los Feliz at one point. Huh, Rick? Yeah, yeah. Santanas. Yeah. I know I know homies from Santanas, bro. Yeah, Pinoy Real. Yeah, all the Filipino Pinoy, gangs. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Hey, bro. Pinoy Real, bro. Hey, big ups to them motherfuckers, dog. Yeah. I know a lot of homies. Shout out to my boy Cisco from PN, Pinoy Real. PR, I'm sorry, dog. Um, bro, I've, I've done time with a lot of them dudes and them Santana's dudes are crazy, bro, because they were just like, bro, you guys devil worshippers or what? What the fuck's going on right here, dog? I know, right? Satanas, right? Yeah. But then I would see them at church on Sunday. <laughs> I was like, what, bro? Like, I thought you're Satanas. You're in you're in church. But but props to them, bro. Like, I I, I don't I didn't take it to that next level. I was just fronting, you know, the whole time. Everything in, I did in high school from uh, trying to like gangbang or be a break dancer or whatever it was it was all I wasn't 100% like I am now because I do comedy and I feel what it is to be because I wanted to flow I had a few little cheesy raps and stuff like that you know we spit all one, did spit one right now <laughs> Um, it's all it was all about food and shit. You know. Oh, what I mean? Go ahead, bro. Let's yeah, go, baby. You want me to give you a beat? Uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Go. Let me give him a beat. Let me give him a beat. I'll, I'll give you the beat that we did. Socks, baby. Yeah. Oh, this motherfucker's a G right here, dog. Let's go, dog. I'll give you the beat that we did the intro on, dog. You know what I mean? Edwin San Juan. Edwin San Juan in the building about to drop a motherfucking freestyle on your ass baby let's go ah oh, shit it's the fucking Filipino dragon in the motherfucking building yeah Oh fuck let me catch that catch it baby I eat rice with every single meal People think that's strange, but I must appeal Ever since I was a little itty bitty boy I like rice better than all my toys Morning, <laughs> breakfast, lunch and dinner Feed me my rice so I could be a winner I may seem picky, but I like my rice sticky With the wiki wiki wah, wiki 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 <laughs> We're keeping it easy on you right now. Wait till Thursday. <laughs> wait, wait till Thursday when the pedics end up on the... No. <laughs> hey, bro, you a fucking... You a fool for that. You know I what mean, I you want? You can't be hard rapping about food. You know what I mean? Like, was that a real rap that serious. you wrote, bro? Like, you were fucking around. You were high as shit. Yeah, high and hungry, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My G, I'm gonna love to clip that. That's just gonna go dumb viral, oh, bro. Oh man, that's what's up. That's man. just hilarious, dog. You know what? It's so crazy when you think about it. Um, shout out to my boy Johnny from the Watchings. Uh, shout out to all my Asian brothers that have blessed this platform. I love you guys, dog. You know what I mean? Um, 
But you know what? The influence of Chicano culture uh, within the city is is big. And I feel like sometimes, you know, like we don't really get our props because is it safe to say that you were influenced? I mean, you talked about listening to NWA, but when it comes down to the khakis and all that other shit, bro, I mean, it's influenced by Chicano culture, correct? Yeah, definitely. hundred percent, bro. I mean, just blood in, blood out, all the fucking everything. I, I mean, I grew up in Cerritos, but the surrounding cities are Hawaiian Gardens, right? Artesia in the north of me, Norwalk right there. So I had it all around me, bro. It's like, it's unavoidable, you know? Shout out to my boy Snoopy from Hawaiian Gardens. Love you, my G. Yeah. Cause, hey, bro, those in those neighborhoods, Artesia, you know what I mean? Like, those surrounding areas, bro, those are, that's Southeast Los Angeles, dog. And those areas right there are real areas with really good dudes from that area, you know what I mean? And you're one of them good dudes, Edwin San Juan, you know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta yeah, love it. You're yeah. a product of your environment. And you, you know, yeah, you said you didn't get deep into all. You know the the you know the, <laughs> the, the the crazy shit that maybe some took it to the all these other levels, but you still were able to walk them streets, correct? Right, with, I mean, with a yeah. little bit of respect, huh? Yeah, a little bit of respect. You know what it was? My brother was in the Marine Corps, so when he went off overseas, I, that's when I was fucking around. But when he came back from the military and he was back at home, he put me in line, bro. Like every day after school, he made me clean all the bathrooms. I couldn't hang out, like. He put me on restriction, you know? So it kind of like, I was pissed off at the time, but it, if you look at it, it fucking saved me from getting into fucking Scante and Speed and all that shit, because that's what those fools were doing. Have you ever tried Scante? Nah, I've, I've done Speed, but I've never smoked it. Yeah, but which which is just as, if you sniff it, bro, the, the sniffing it is just as fucking like- Bro, a- I fucking jacked off one time for 12 hours. <laughs> My fucking shoulder was hurting. I fucking was all sore the next day. I was like, what the fuck's wrong? When you fucking do that shit, like your dick gets kind of hard, but not all the way. And it's almost like, fuck, bro. You can never bust that nut. Yeah, nothing's worse than being high as fuck and jacking off with a floppy dick, dog. Yeah. Like, bitch, you are going to spit. You know what I mean? You're just like fucking tearing that bitch up, dog. Determined like a motherfucker. Determined. And, and so just speaking of jacking off, I mean, what is your go-to when you, when you would pull up like a porn hub or something like that? Like, what's your go-to? What does you, your search engine be saying? Yeah, it's Pornhub or YouTube or you porn, and uh, fucking I like the massage things. Oh, that's what I like to get down to. Asian massage. Yeah, I used to do like stepdaughters and stuff like that. <laughs> But then, now, now that I got a stepdaughter, I can't do that shit no more. Like, 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 like. It ain't cool no more. Yeah, it's not cool. No See, massages are safe, I guess. Bro, I can uh, 100%, bro, I feel you on that shit. I'll tell you like this. So raising my girls, I used to fuck around with the homies. We'd be all tweaked out. and be, be like, dog, we need some fucking midgets right here, dog. You know what I mean? Like underneath the table, we fucking bang the table. A bitch come out, suck a dick or get us some dope or whoop, 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 this and that. But then, you know, I had, I got, then I got a little midget's daughters. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, hell no, that shit is weird, dog. And right. I got, you know, as you grow and shit, uh, you know, you, I guess you mature, right? You know? <laughs> you know, your fucking palate changes. You know, <laughs> yes. when you're younger, you didn't like vegetables, right? But yeah. you get older, you're like, oh, salad ain't bad right now. Man. So I mean, it changes, it evolves, right? Like when you're younger, you fucking like the teacher hitting on you, yeah. you know. But now you're fucking the teacher because you're older. So now you want to fuck with the student, but then it's fucking borderline fucking illegal. You know? Well, I mean, you know, it's it, but this is so weird, bro. You know what I mean? The, the the way the world spins is is you know I mean you can never figure it out. But 
But if 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 a young boy in a high school is fucking his teacher, like shit, I'm a dad and I'm like, fuck yeah, dog, hell yeah. Get that shit. I'm proud of you, son. High fives. But if it's a girl, yeah, it's a whole bro, story, right? like that, you know, you know, but we want equal rights. And I'm not just saying I'm not advocating for this shit at all, guys. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying it's um it's it's kind of like a a, a a fucking like a mind fuck, you know, just yeah. like but but at the same time, it makes sense, though. It makes sense. But in your mind, it's wrong. Right. Just because it's a male versus female. Like, well, but why is it wrong? It should be equal. Yeah, it just doesn't seem right. Like if like dudes getting it, fuck yeah, bro. Like you said, high five. But you see a little innocent girl getting it. It's like yeah, bro, bro, like hell no, I'm gonna fuck your ass up, homie, and some. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, motherfuckers get done up in jail, right? <laughs> yeah, real shit, bro, real shit. Um, and so, but back to your fucking uh, your engine search. You said massages. You know what I mean? I have never looked that up, bro. That is a hundred percent an Asian thing. Oh, man. You know, they got this thing called the soapy massage. Okay, speak yeah. on it. Let's hear it. Let's look, hear it. look that up, bro. Look it up. Right? It's all you need to know. <laughs> the soapy massage? They got okay. them inflatable air fucking mattresses and shit, and they just got soap all over them, and they're just grinding on you. Like that, and it's, it's nice. And, but first, they give you a shower first, you know? It's a whole setup, bro. It's nice. They pull on your pants, and your their dick's right in front of your face. It's, it's like the spots right here in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. See, he knows the spots in Santa Monica. So I want to say about a week ago, bro, I was standing in front of a massage parlor, Mm -hmm. and and I said, you know what, dog? Fuck it, dog. You know, they had a foot massage uh, for $20. They had a half hour for uh, for $30, or an hour for $30, excuse me. Um, Let me remember this correctly, because this is a real story. Um, and and when I went in there before hitting the gym, and it's right besides the Seven Eleven next to the gym I go to. Um, but anyways, when I went in there to ask her, uh, I started getting a stiffy in my pants. I'm like, okay. what's wrong with me, bro? You know what I mean? I'm a fucking perv, dog. You know I mean? I'm here to fucking loosen up my back, not my dick, dog. But there's a stigma with massage parlors right. that every dude thinks that any massage parlor they're going to walk in, that the Asian lady is going to suck you off or jack you off, or there's going to be a tap on the shoulder. There's going to be some type of fucking sign. Right. And it's like, all right, this is what I've been waiting for. You know? Right. It's go time. I mean, I. <laughs> like one out of ten. How many? I mean, I don't know. I don't have the experience with it, bro. You know what I mean? But we, we, as, as, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man, but I still have young boy thoughts, right? right you know right, what I mean? Right. And, and you know, you think about that shit. You know, like, fuck, is she gonna try to suck my dick? Right. I got a massage one time, and she was all up in my shit, bro. Right. And I was actually getting the massage with my girl, and she was all up, still like fucking right on my shit. I'm Damn. like, bitch, are you trying to make my dick hard? Because that's not really a muscle that I really has to get massaged like right in between like that that's you know it's weird like it's not gonna release any tension unless you suck the thing in between you know what I mean (laughs) I mean you're getting warmer bingo Marco (laughs) oh I mean, they say 30, 30, whatever, for 30 minutes, whatever it is, but I just need five minutes. How <laughs> yeah. much for five minutes? Hey, but there's a stigma with massage parlors that every dude that walks in, the one, he thinks he's going to get fucking, you know, something, right. you know? And right. I, I don't know how, I mean, there's probably some backyard boogie ones, you know, that. I'm Look sure there are. the ones with the tinted out glass. 
the tinted out glass. The tinted out right. glass. That's yeah, what yeah. Are you speaking from experience? Uh, I know knows. there was a couple of them. I know the homie went to one and just. Uh, the homie that was here took photos. Him, he went. <laughs> he went, but he recorded. He recorded the conversation, but didn't say yeah. He had his phone, uh, like a voice recording, and then they were talking about like uh, how much and what the service was. <laughs> he was like, no, nah, hey, I'm hey, good. No. No bull. It was like a big ass problem in the San Diego Valley. Like, was it? Yeah. I mean, is that really a problem though? It's a big thing, right? You know, is it a? It's, it's a, a service. Yeah, yeah it's is a that service. a problem, yeah. son? Hundred percent. Or is it a solution? <laughs> <laughs> a solution to a bad day, right? I think they have apps for that, bro. Where you can look it up, like Tug Hub or something. Else. <laughs> Tug they have they have rubbing spots, spots like that. You can look it up, bro. Tug Hub. Motherfuckers <laughs> 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 are on that shit right now. Fucking. Google search. Motherfuckers are <laughs> fucking adding that app right now. Tuggy Maps. <laughs> Tuggy Maps. Tuggy Maps. It's there, bro. Drop a pin, bitch. That's crazy, dog. Um, so anyways, let's let's kinda let's get a little back on track, fellas. Um would you uh would you like some some you want to smoke another one? Bro? Yeah, yeah. I'd love Let's to. smoke another one, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, can we get something going? Matter of fact, and I got some gifts for you too, brother. Oh, you I got a mean? gift for you too. Yeah, I got a gift. You know what? I have a book right here. I was thinking about it because I'm I'm selling books right now. And shout out to my Asian brothers that are hooking me up with this shit. This one, you can go to ww.50racks.com and order a book for half the price they sell on Amazon. But this one is called Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as if your life depended on it. So I was thinking about it, and you are, uh, you, you are, you're a contractor, bro, you know, in, in what you do in your trade. Okay. And so, I mean, it's never, uh, you know, you always wanna learn negotiations and this and that, right? So right. I figured that would be probably be good with you and I got a t-shirt for you. And this one's, and bro, we are so super sold out on, on, on apparel right now, but this one says street veteran. And I would say you are a street veteran okay. in the comedy world, brother. And you oh, deserve to write that. that. You deserve to wear that, doggy. Thanks a lot, Lucky. Yeah, and also too, we got, oh, watch out with that one. That was got THC in it, dog, you oh. know what I mean? And I got, hold on, what, who took this thing right now? Somebody take that? Right here. Oh, give that to me real quick. Sorry, dog. Oh, there's and one I'll right here, there's one right here. Yeah, yeah, switch them out. So throw that one to me. Matter of fact, we should probably smoke this one, dog. But anyways, I want to give a big shout to my boy from Killer Kush, dog. Uh, yeah, and look at, the, look at those things in there, bro. Look at those things, dog. Look at those! Fire. Look at those nugs in there, bro. Oh damn! Yeah, bro. They got like fucking looks like moon rocks. Yeah, they look like moon rocks. Hundred percent look like moon yeah. rocks. Oh damn! Yeah, and that's for you right there, dog. Oh, man, I appreciate you know I mean? the love, and, man. And I just really, really appreciate you blessing this platform. And we're not even done yet, but my eyes are slanted. But after I smoke this, I'm gonna be blind. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dog! I got, a, I got a book for you too, but oh shit! I love fucking comic books, bro. So this is fucking. Spider-Man Exodus, but... Oh, that's dope, I don't brother. know if you read comic books. But. I'll read it, bro. Yeah. I'll read it, bro. Just because you gave it to me, and it's honor that anything you give to me, brother, I really, really appreciate it, and I'll cherish it, bro. And, and I, I'd like you to sign this, too, before we leave, Oh, yeah. Bro. I got this, too. Right? It says, Pinoy's in the hood. Hey! <laughs> Do you sell these, bro? Yeah, I sell them. I'm, I'm getting more because I'm fucking sold out of them all, bro. But Where do you sell them at, bro? I sell them at my shows at the V Theater. Okay. And then anytime I do shows, um, I, I put them up. Mostly when I do like Filipino rooms or Asian because it's Pinoy's. You know, a lot of people don't even know what Pinoy is. Yeah. But, you know, 
I, I mean, the, you know what's crazy about it is you said a lot of people don't know what Port Pinoy is, but if you're from Southern Cali- California, right. you know what I mean? Like, you know what a Pinoy is. Right, you know right. I mean, because right. they, they're, they're, you know I mean? They're, they are a part of our culture and they're important people, a part of our culture. And I, and I really want to get into, later on, I want to get into a little bit of the, the Filipino culture, you know? Um, but I, I want to get back into your story, bro, of how you got into the comedic world, bro, how you started becoming, uh, you know, the funny guy that you are, brother. Right. Well, I mean, the first time I ever f- stepped foot on stage was at the um, Golden Cells in Long, Long Beach. Uh, I had a group of, uh, I worked at the library, Cerritos Library, so they had a little thing for a comedy show, and I got to do a spot. And I had all my friends there, and I fucking went up there. I was supposed to do, like, seven minutes, end up doing, like, 15 minutes you know okay. I just fucking lost track of time and I had a great time I killed it you know and then um, I didn't go up for, for like six months later and I went up at the comedy store and I fucking bombed so hard bro like it was, it how, was do you, how do you know when you're bombing I mean obviously people may not be laughing but like they just kind of grossed out I had a joke about jacking off with butter <laughs> <laughs> and then when I came there was a crown on my head it was a <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that is fucking funny, right. bro. And I was like, this is in Butters Imperial. <laughs> but they looked at me like I was a fucking pervert. You know what I mean? Uh, fucking, uh, what year was this when you told this joke? Man, it was must have been in 1994, 93, you know, <laughs> or not, not 94. Because then I didn't do comedy after I bombed the heart. I didn't do comedy for a year later. Wow. Because I was just like, I don't know if I could do this. You Were know? you funny in high school? Yeah, I was funny in high school. I think I made a lot of people laugh. I was never that dude that got in trouble. I was kind of like instigating, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the kind of behind the scenes and stuff like that. But all my friends always called, said I should try doing comedy, you know? So you were an OG troll back then. Yeah, I mean, that's how we did. You, you clown yourself so no one else will clown you, you know? And then yeah. that's how it happened. Because we would do snaps, your mama bags and stuff like that. But that that's how I ended up like fucking feeling like I had this thing I could do stand up comedy you know and then my friend Mondo he was DJ uh, DJ Red Eye shout out to DJ Red Eye but he, he was working this club uh, Mr. Billiards and it was like a it was a club a lot of tweakers would go they would stay open all night and then um, Jeff Garcia popped in there and my friend Mondo knew that he was a comedian and then he told him that he has a friend which was me that wanted to do comedy so then he got his number, and that's how I hooked up with Jeff Garcia, and he gave me my first spot at Gotham's in Montebello. Wow. Yeah, and it was all fucking cholos, fucking you know, biker gangs and stuff, and it was a tough room, you know? And I remember Jeff was telling me, you got 10 minutes, and he gave me a hug before, because he's like, fuck, <laughs> this is a rough crowd, bro. Are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, you know, I'll never know unless I try it, you know? Yes, sir. So I did it, and I did a good job, and then he started having me come back on a regular, and then I started hosting over there. And then that was it. That's how I got started. That's where I met Felipe. I met Willie. Uh, all the fools are coming through there. Alonzo Bolden, Ralphie May, Gabriel Iglesias. Wow. It was just this, these bunch of guys that were nobodies yet. You know, I mean, Willie was the man. He was already doing Tonight Shows at that time. Yeah. So he was kind of the leader of us all, and he was, like, showing us the ropes and stuff. But it was tough love, man. Fucking Latinos, man. Fucking they'll show you, and they'll show you respect, but it's tough love, you know. When you gotta fucking pay the dues and you gotta do it, so it was cool. 
You got to earn their laughs sometimes. Yeah, earn their I respect. I mean, it, it, it's interesting, brother. It's interesting because at one point in my life, I was, you know, I was pursuing like some fucking rap shit. I don't know what the fuck I was tripping on. I was feeling myself. I heard you flow. I was feeling myself a little too hard back then, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and my shit was fucking horrible, dog. Um, <laughs> shout out to my boy Droops over there. He'd be like, yeah, that shit sounds cool, fool. That shit's fire. That shit's fire. Lying ass, ass motherfucker. Dog, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk about food more. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I just hung them gloves up quick. I, you know, or I, probably later than I should have. But what, what I want to say, though, brother, is different. Like when we would have, when we would have like uh, Chicano crowds, um, it would be they would be the hardest crowd. I it would be the hardest crowd for me to have because for one thing, they know that I'm affiliated to a, a certain section in the city. And so they, they, they needed to find out if it was a section that maybe they got along with or didn't. And and if they didn't get along with it, then, you know, there's no way they're going to support you. Um, and there's probably, you know, repercussions of that after the show. Um, but if they did get along with you, the neighborhoods got along with you, then they had to figure out, you know, I mean, if you were worthy enough and they're, they're, the standard was far above uh, any standard they have in their life because they're standing there with a fat ass fucking high enough stretch marks all the way to her motherfucking earlobes, dog. You know what right. I mean? But the standard with me is all the way up here. But what about your sex life, homie? You fucking, <laughs> you are fucking a waterbed, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it, it, it comes, it is what Where are you it, going with this? No, let me go with it, bro. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, and <laughs> Casey, Casey, I know the you're confused. Got me faded, I'm, I'm in the waterbed, man. You smoke weed? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but the contact but, high. But when we would have uh, the brothers, the black crowds, they were fucking cool, bro. I loved doing black shows. Like when a, a promoter would put us on on a black venue with the most of the artists were black and we be the only homies mm -hmm, right there. Mm -hmm. Dude, those motherfuckers, hey, you know what, dog? I don't give a fuck, dog, if you guys like to hear this shit or not. But the brothers were the dopest audience because if they liked you, they fucking let you know they liked you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, it was no, it, it, I mean, it was easier, I guess, for them, right? It was easier for them to say, hey, this, these, oh, these motherfuckers are cool, you know what I mean? And they show love. And so nine times out of 10, when I do, we do the black shows, bro, man, they show mad love, bro. They show mad love. So <laughs> I, I under, what, what, what I'm getting at, Casey, yeah, yeah. is what I'm getting, there you go, cop that shit. That's a killer Kush right there, dog. Killer Kush. We sponsored by Killer Kush, the best motherfucking brand in the motherfucking city, baby. But what I'm saying is, I understand, like, from me doing a little bit of music, bro. I understand a little bit of the dynamics of different crowds. So you're you're a Filipino dude, and you got tough crowds. You know, yeah, it can vary from uh, night to night, right? Yeah, but the same thing with you with the rap game. I mean, as far as being a comedian, I'm doing Latino rooms, but I'm not Latino. I'm a Filipino, Asian dude. So for them, it's a breath of fresh air, you know, because they're yes. seeing Latinos, Latino, Latino, like you're in the, they're seeing all these black rappers and you guys come in there and they're like, God damn, these Mexicans fucking put it down. You know what I mean? Just like us. So when I was up there doing my shit, it was like, fuck, Filipino dudes, they got Chinese Mexicans now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even know what Filipinos were. Yeah, they didn't even know what Filipinos were. So it's like it was kind of cool. Like a lot of people were like, "Were you scared?" But actually, it was the love that I received was overwhelming, like more so than any Filipino or Asian rooms, because there was an Asian comedy going on. You know, so I just I just went in where I fit in, and and I got mad love that way, bro. 
So I, I think it was cool. It actually was an I had a more of an advantage than other comedians because it's a different take or different perspective. Yeah. So they're seeing that like, oh wow, that's crazy. And you know what is so what's so funny about you and your in your your sets, your bits, whatever you call them in the in the comedy world, um, is it seems like you said it earlier, bro. Like you 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 when you go up there, bro, you kind of like bag on yourself. You know, right? You bag on maybe a little bit of the Asian culture, who you are, and what some of these motherfuckers say behind their steering wheel, or you know, they're not saying directly to your face, but you know, dummy, bro, you know the city, you know what it is. Yeah, man. I mean, fucking, I have that joke, chino, chino, japonés, you know, come caca, no me des. Like that's because that shit really happened to me in life. You know, it wasn't like that. I fucking wrote that. It was fucking <laughs> shit that happened to me, and people made fun of me. You know what I mean? So it's like. What am I going to do? I'm going to take that and flip it and use it to my advantage, you know? So, like, going into a Latino room, it's like, yeah, I heard all that shit, you know? You guys fuck with us, you know? But what's real? We're here right now, and we're fucking chopping it up. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. You know, The Fool's Gone Wild was the best comedy show that I've ever been in my fucking life, dude, from beginning to the end. You guys killed it, bro. Bro, Thanks, man. It was I mean, dude, badass. Yeah, dude, that, that was... And so the first show that we went to, you know what I mean? Man, there was a couple fucking, like, you know, so-so uh, uh, moments, bro. But when you came on, I was just like, fuck yeah, dog. I laughed so hard. And we, we talked about that earlier in the podcast. But um, that Fool's Gone Wild, bro, was just fucking back-to-back fucking fire, bro. I mean, how good does that feel when you get on, on, on shows like that? And how often does that happen? I mean, it's happening a lot more now. I mean, fucking... Little Mystery, right? Fucking yeah. And then George Perez, like fucking, they're putting Latinos on the map. We're doing historical shit, and then it's not like it's a whack show. Every comic, one after the other, was fucking handling their business, and I felt honored to be like the only fucking non-Latino on the show. You know what I mean? But people didn't even look at it like that. Didn't even miss a beat. It was just like fucking, they're looking at us at our talent, you know. And then for the comedy store, they're they're fucking happy. We're fucking. Beaners selling out the show and fucking, you know what I mean? Selling all this fucking alcohol and fucking, and and there was no beef, no problems. You know what I mean? Everything went smooth, except for you trying to fucking kill somebody in the green room. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that, it was fucking smooth. Like it was great. And have, were you? Have you ever? I'm sorry for cutting you off, brother. Have you ever had the chance to meet Mitzi or Polly Shore? I never met Mitzi. She had passed already. I met Polly a couple of times here and there, but. I mean, nothing to the word. I, I, I'm not passed at the comedy store, you know. And I've been doing comedy for 30 years. But I just kind of stayed away from the comedy store coming up. I was more of a Laugh Factory improv head, you know. But George fucking goes, goes in there and he's a fucking cholo from Orange, bro. And now he's a fucking paid regular at the store. That's and then now he's fucking selling out the main room, like. Bro, you know what I mean? Props to fucking that motherfucker. But, but, but not only is he selling out that main room, but he's selling out the main room with you and all the other fellas. You know what I mean? And and that's what makes it, brother. He's you know doing I mean? it right, bro. He's doing it right because he's like all he's... about respect too. I love George, bro. And we we uh, you know we were just going back and forth on text probably a day ago, bro. Because we went to his uh, his album release album at the Comedy yeah. Store, yeah. and I had to go to that, bro. And anything that George does from here on out. 
um, we will be there. And it's just not from here on out, but we've, we've supported, Georgia supported Hoodstock since day one when I was in a 10 by 10 room with a webcam, bro. You feel right, me? Right, him, and, right. him inside Dick Eddie came, bro, and they got me fucked up, but I didn't know they were, <laughs> I didn't know they were doing the periques on the side, so I was like, how come these fools ain't that fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> they were going to the bathroom and coming back re-energized, dog, yeah, you know, but they weren't sharing, dog, motherfuckers, <laughs> dog. But they, they, didn't, they didn't tell me that till the, you know, later on and shit, but it's, it's funny and I, I love George, bro. But you know what? When that dude sells so much coke, fucking. Whenever I see him, I get fucking drips, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not even doing it. One hundred percent. Just looking bro. at him, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> you know what? Um, so back in the day when you were doing the, the, uh, the when you were cu- on your come up, uh, Jeff Garcia was putting you on, and you're in backstage with like dudes like Ralphie May, bro. Like, what kind of stories, bro? Can you share any type of <laughs> Old school stories from back then. Killing Kush finish right finish there. your cough too, dog. Take your time, bro. We are in no hurry, sir. Yes. Killing we will be Kush, baby. We will be at back after this commercial break. <laughs> Goddamn. Hunter coughs later. Edwin San Juan reappears. <laughs> How much do you love weed, bro? Bro, fucking lifesaver. How is it a lifesaver? I mean, I have arthritis, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and when I smoke weed, I fucking forget I have arthritis. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's fucking a wonderful fucking thing that they try to fucking, like, when weed wasn't legal, <coughs> my mom would hate on me, like, don't smoke that, it's illegal. So once it became legal, legal she said, Started buying me bongs and shit and pipes. Whenever she go on vacation, you know, she bring back a fucking, a fucking. She go to Rome and bring back a fucking pipe with the Pope on it. <laughs> Suck so, the Pope up, Pope and the dope. <laughs> hey, bro. So just speaking about moms going to Rome. So when before your parents passed, when did they pass? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, my mom passed in I think like oh man, two thousand and. Uh, 14 and my dad passed in 90 1990 1990 wow yeah what a, what a big why, why, why did i mean how did pops pass he passed because of cancer he smoked you know yeah so it, it caught up to him how old was he when he passed he was uh he was 50 56 damn he 56. was young yeah bro. young young he was young and my mom when i was younger she survived cancer she's a bad lady she survived cancer, and then when my father passed, she still was around for like about maybe 10, 15 more years after that. But rest in peace, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, rest in peace. Rest that shit in went peace. out. Yeah, light that bitch up again and shit. I mean, we were talking about, you know, and so I, would, I, I, I you know, I almost lost my train of thought, but I got it back on. Um, it's this weed, bro. It's all good, brother. Um, this is what we do right here at Hoodstocks. It's real easy, dog. It's real chill. You know what I mean? There's no absolutely no pressure, dog, besides just hitting that shit and enjoying yourself, brother. Catching a vibe with us right here. You know what I mean? Um, and we love that you're here, brother. But your your mom, you, you talked about your mom going to Rome. Like, she was able to experience places like that that a lot of, you know, a lot of people before they passed in, they're not able to experience the travel like that. Right. You know, right. was your mom able to travel like that due to uh, uh, being financially good from right. selling the company? Right, right. I mean, they were traveling and doing pilgrimages and stuff like that. While they still had the company, what is pilgrims? Pilgrims, like they would go to Rome. They would go to uh, different places that you know were uh, 
like uh, Jerusalem, stuff like that, where Jesus, you know, they got to walk Golgotha. That's that place where Jesus walked when he was getting crucified. But it's just to see holy ground and stuff like that. I'm a true believer in you learn more when you travel and you see how other people live on the other side of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you realize, oh, we're not that different, you know? But I think more people need to travel. Some fucking trolls and shit don't even ever leave the hood, bro. They never even see the beach. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to get out. Especially if you're from, like, northeast Los Angeles by the mountains or something like that, you know? Like, right. sometimes it's, like, to take that fucking 45-minute drive up the 110, I mean, it's like, nah, dog, I can do 100 different things. Dog, besides take that drive. Unless you're from east side, weed miles and shit. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Nico in the building, baby. Weed miles. R.I.P. the motherfucking trips, baby. Legend, homie. How many trips? trips forever living right here on Hoodstocks. We gonna keep that legacy alive, but yeah, I feel it, bro. I feel I mean, it. If you forever stay in the hood, you're not. You know, I mean, like I, I went to Yugoslavia, and I seen how um, there was those apparitions where they see the Virgin Mary would appear to people and stuff like that. And so I went to go there, and I got to see the church. But I mean, you you learn when you go and travel and you go see outside your comfort zone. Yeah. I, I think it's a big part of a. Uh, and I haven't been able to experience that, but I can just imagine that, it, you know, you can potentially, uh, I mean, it can help you grow as an individual to experience these different uh, countries, these different lands. Like, where, where else have you been able to travel, and how have you been able to travel? Have you been able to travel from from what Pops left behind? I mean, or has comedy been able to set you around the world? Like Definitely. I mean, Gabriel Iglesias took me around the world. Like We did a USO tour. And we went around the world in eight days. Wow. Fluffy? Yeah, Fluffy. Shout out to Fluffy, man. He's yeah. been putting a lot of dudes on. Lately. Dude, that dude lives by example. And he always tells me when you get successful, pay it forward, you know, because that's what he's doing. And he's helping all these comics out. And like, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been able to go all around the world. How was that, brother? We did a world tour with um, Chuck Liddell, me, Gabriel Iglesias, and fucking the Yin Yang Twins. Oh, shit. Yeah. That shit is the perfect... I mean, that shit's crazy, dog. Let me tell you, Chuck Liddell got kicked off on the second dying of the tour. Why? Because he was, like, fucking all these women <laughs> at the USO tour. Like, it was crazy, bro. How did he get kicked off for fucking bitches? I mean, well, first making all, these rules up, bro. First of all, we fly into New York because that's where we were meeting New York. And from there, we were going to take off and go around the world. And then um, I meet... The Yin Yang Twins, and then Chuck Liddell comes Hi. in. He, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me tell you, Chuck Liddell was going to the window, <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> but he comes into the bus, and he's got a pillow, and he's like all tired. And what's wrong with you? And he's like, man, I, I felt like I had like five different rooms in this hotel, and I had like five different bitches in these rooms. <laughs> and then, and then he said, like, after I fucked one, I would tell her I'm gonna go get ice, and then I would throw the ice bucket in the hallway and go to the next room. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is that why they call you the Iceman? <laughs> Chuck Liddell was the Iceman, right? But he would, I guess he would, he did that. He was just fucking it, crazy, bro. Like, that's wild. And was this in the like the prime of Chuck Liddell? I think he was kind of like towards the end or the descent of it. It wasn't in the prime, but it was like, you know. Did he still have the mohawk? Yeah, he still had the mohawk. And he was really, he had social anxiety. Like, he really didn't want to talk to people. So I was like, how is he on the show, you know, with us? But he's not even going to talk. But he had brought a friend with him, and his friend was doing the fucking talking. So, But he was just signing. But anyways, we get to Alaska. This is, like, one of our first stops. And then um, after the show, they have a, a, a fucking 
they have a, a bar, everyone's hanging out, getting fucked up. And then there's a hotel where we're staying at. And he was bringing fucking bitches back to his room. And, and they were like women of uh, soldiers that are out on ta- out of leave. So he was like fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, damn, Chuck, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> you don't yeah. give a fuck. So, he, and he was doing that same thing like he did in New York. He would bone a chick and then he would leave her in the lobby and then he'd go back to the fucking <laughs> club where we're fucking partying and get another bitch and then bring her over there. And then fucking next thing you know, there's like four girls in the lobby all fucked up. I don't know if he was like, I don't know what was happening. <laughs> Oh my god. Now the Iceman is fucking on the move. I don't know if it's steroids or what the fuck, but he was fucking like fucking like a fucking champ. Like, dick pills for real. Mm-hmm. You know, bro, Chuck Liddell is a fucking hundred percent a savage because if I could pick any state in the United States to fuck a bitch, it wouldn't be Alaska. <laughs> Alaska is not known to be having good looking bitches. Like, you are fucking a square native bitch out there. I mean, the guy smell like motherfucking scaled fish or something. Bro, Chuck Liddell is a legend, huh? Man, I was like, and so that's. So, I mean, they were Eskimo hoes. <laughs> Eskimo hoes, bro. So uh, so uh, <laughs> we were trying to hook up weed, right? So we had to go off base to get weed, and we ended up going off base, got weed, and we were coming back to the hotel, and then we're going up the elevator, and then fucking Chuck Liddell, the elevator opens up, and it's Chuck Liddell in there, and, like, and he's handcuffed, <laughs> and he's with military police, like, they fucking took him off the tour, man, he was, he was like, I'm done, they're taking me home, he's like, he's like, I don't know why, I go, what do you mean you don't know why, you fucking everybody in New York, you come over here the first stop, Alaska, like, you fucking, every fucking hole out there, like, goddamn, Chuck, you don't know? <laughs> That's the A, dog, if I was a fighter, bro, I've been hit in the head too many times, bro, I don't remember shit. Hey, you know what, let's take a break right now, and they get our ass going. We love you. Edwin San Juan, we're going to keep it rolling, baby. All right. Yeah, that's yeah what's we're, up. we're coming back. We got to pay some bills, brother. That's what's up. Yeah, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, big love to Apish OG. You can cop all the amazing flavors of Apish OG at OG Nation, the city of Maywood. All right. Go get your flowers yeah, and edibles shit, because it, OG brother, Nation is a one stop shop for all your cannabis needs. So you can follow them on Instagram at underscore or at apish underscore OG. That is at apish underscore OG. <clears throat> if you need any jeweler or cash loans, well, we got you. Our personal jeweler, D. Leo the Jeweler, has multiple companies who finance his jewelries. His jewelries, all right? Say you want to pay monthly while he goes through one of his finance companies. They send him the payment and you get your jewelry. It is that simple. Also, if you're low on cash and need some money, they're also offering up to 5K loans with no credit check. You get three months to pay it back with 0% interest. There's no loan in the world that offers that, right? So if you've got any questions, please feel free to reach out to him on Instagram at d.leodejeweler, all right? That's at d.leodejeweler. You get those change yet? Droopy for your daughter? No, almost. You said this week, dog. Yeah, yeah, nice. So I'm going to get them in the next couple of days. All right, sick. Yeah. Can't wait to yeah, see those. need that. Hell yeah. Oh, let me get fun, this bro. going right here. This is cool, though, yeah. Hey, yeah, mute yeah, your yeah, mic. Me too. 
Oh, sorry, Doc. Prepare for blast off and embark on an interdimensional journey of self-discovery and exploration like never before. Introducing the exclusive Rick and Casey interdimensional gummies, all right? <laughs> your passport to inner realms of consciousness. We should really get that shit going. Unlock your mind's eye and allow your senses to finally come alive without the strings that strain our perception of the world, right? With Rick and Casey gummies, you Whoa. can experience all of that and more. So make sure you give these dudes a follow on IG. That's at Rick and Morty gummies. Official. All right, that's at Rick and Morty Gummies Official, and tap within, tap in with them on the Telegram for more in info. The link is on their Instagram bio. All right, that's it. We got this. Look at this, dude. Look at this. Whoa. Rick and Casey that's interdimensional gummies right You're here. Have, that's what's gonna be here next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fucking sticker slap those shits with our faces. <laughs> Hoodstocks is also brought to you by Dying to See Me. Dying to See Me is a podcast we love and support, so please go on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Also, shout out to AAA Crime Scene Cleanup, right? That is 866-247-CRIME, all right? With respect and compassion, they will clean up any crime scene, all right? Businesses, check this out. If you need stickers to promote your brand, well, here's our sticker plug. Graphics Joe is our guy. Nothing but quality. And they're construction hard hat certified, right? Contact Graphic Joe at GraphicJoe1376 at gmail.com, right? It's GraphicJoe1376 at gmail.com. Follow him on Instagram at GraphicJoe underscore, right? Hoodstocks is also sponsored by the loser of last episode's podcast, right? Lux Tattoos. She's got the blessed <laughs> black and gray work in the city, but the worst cheesy man wheezy in the Southland, right? So place your appointment today, and that is at Lux underscore tattoos. That's at Lux underscore tattoos. Here's a little story about our next sponsor, right? Her name is Sophia, and she's Korean and Chinese. She was born and raised in Los Angeles, the food capital of the world, but everything changed when she moved to Diamond Bar, right, with her husband about five years ago. And solid Mexican food was hard to find. She missed L.A., especially the fire tacos and burritos. But she realized all you need was some bomb hot sauce with any tacos. All you need is the sauce, all right? With 15 years of experience, she tried making the ultimate red sauce for those in a Mexican food emergency, all right? And it turned into a business. King Taco was her inspiration, so she named the red sauce Queen Cali. My favorite part is that the sauce is made without any preservatives or dyes, all right? That is a huge factor, right? You don't want any of that shit. So you can find her hot sauce on Instagram. That's at queencali.redsauce or on her website, queencalisauce.co, all right? Order through Hood Socks and, get the, and use the promo code HOOD15 for a 15% discount, all right? All right, uh, we need Sun to get over here because we need to check get our. Here. We need to check our picks, our picks. Let's yeah, check our picks, picks, baby. Let's oh, check yeah. our picks. Yeah. Let's oh. check our picks. Let's see if we won, dog. It didn't look too great. Oh, oh my <laughs> God! So Dude, it was a defensive game in the. So we got half. about sorry. It was a defensive game in the first half. Oh. So all, all right, the players up. that we hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get it. Let's let's pull it up first. Oh, it's up! It's up. It's what up. are we up? We're up sixty-two fifty. Hey, but we got we, some right. So yeah, you got some right. What did we get wrong here? Go to because the NFL we, one. we started at five hundred, uh, and so we're we're one past entries. Okay, so check this out. All right, so we got George Kittle. Yeah, we got and okay. Baker Mayfield. Well, let's start from the top. Start from the top. Same Brown. Damn, he was close, but no, he was close. He yeah. was at seventy-seven. We needed ninety-three. 
We were close. George Kittle. George Kittle, he got he got more than what we thought. Yeah. We hit that one. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Zay Flowers. We're Zay almost Flowers. there, dude. dude Ten dude. yards. Damn. Ten yards away from that from Ten hitting all from four hitting. right. Oh no. Baker Mayfield. Baker, Baker Mayfield was balling. He was balling. Yeah, he so was he hit balling. that. Yeah. Purdy got his over like by one yard. I think. Jordan Love. Damn, Purdy. Jordan Love. You dude. follow up on this on football? football? Yeah, yeah, happy Jordan betting. Love didn't okay. play that well. He so we're sponsored by Prize Picks. So finish All the game. Right. So you know. Dang. Okay, and then our first entry. <laughs> nice. Damn. Damn. First That's entry that. killed it. Hey, yeah. so we're actually doing better than what I thought. Hey, fuck it. Damn, son. So you, you know, were... and I, I was confident, but I just thought I did. I hadn't really checked it, so. So you won about like thirty dollars, sir. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Congratulations. Well, yeah. Well, it's thirty dollars now, dog. Yeah, I know. I know. But, but we're just adding. Yeah. When we when we get to the point. But we, hey, we're, we're getting gonna, there. Yeah, and he yeah. gets fifty percent. Son, son, wow. son gets fifty percent of. So we owe them ten streams. So All right. Yeah. So let's go to NFL tab here. What do we got this week, dude? We're getting. Um, and Edwin, if you want to tap tap in or give your opinion, please chime do. Chime in. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, I like that McCaffrey's uh, 89. McCaffrey 89. Yeah, that's the rushing yards, right? The Detroit Detroit was, uh, their defense was stepping it up, but they take him. If he wants them, take him. You think more or less? Yeah, I think more. More, He was hurt that last game. uh, The the first half, he didn't look like he was going to do anything. A little bit last week, so they they might give it to him more because they didn't really give it to him a lot. Right. So against the Packers, but he was still balling. So yeah, take it. All right, McAfee, we're picking you for more, all right? Let's go. Who else we got? We got at least three picks today. We're at least three picks. Justin Tucker to uh, he's gonna hit over one point five field goals. That's the best field goal. That's the best field uh, uh, kicker in the league. So he's gonna hit at least two for sure. He, he might get that in the first half. But. Yeah. Is that, you agree with that, Edwin? You agree? You agree with yeah, that I like that one. I like that yeah. one. Okay. Well, okay. taking the who's other, your team, Edwin? I like the Raiders, I, and I grew up with the Rams, but they all both left us, and I was like, "Fuck them!" And then they came back, and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> Raiders, yeah, that's right. Right here, dude. We're taking the other kicker because he's a baller too. So Harrison Butker for the Chiefs is gonna hit one point five. Oh, you're goals. gonna go with Butker? His name's Butt. He's got ass in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be mad <laughs> for that butt fucker. So we're gonna go with our pick. Our pick is more. All right. What about what about the Chiefs or what about Taylor Swift's uh, boyfriend right here? What do you think mm. about Kelsey? Dude, he's going. Um, I'm not too sure. Like. Uh, he hasn't been balling, and they, oh, you know what? He balled this week just because he had touchdowns, but he didn't really get yardage. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a tough against, one. He's going up against a good defense, and they their studs are all linebackers, so they're going to be, and they have a sick ass safety to. So I don't think it's going to be tough, you know. And just Pat, Patty Mahomes hasn't been balling, but hey, it's the playoffs. But shit, who knows? You know, like do we have a? Do- I, I was trying to go for the sure ones, you know, like yeah, the ones I'm kind of iffy about, and that one I was iffy about, so I wasn't good on that one. So the one that Edwin picked, are you good with that? Uh, I'm good with that one. Well, McCaffrey, but, I, but I, I think also so. Wanted, but uh, what did he get last week? Ninety three. What do you think about yards. Lamar Jackson? Do you think Lamar Jackson will ball and get more or less rushing yards? He's gonna get more than. That ru- rushing for sure. Yeah. Punch it in, baby. Okay, so uh, I think we're good right there, right? Yeah, we're or are good. you going to parlay? Or uh, are you doing we, we, we do power play, sir. It's daily fantasy, they call okay. it. And you just make uh, simple ones like oh, like less or more. That's right. what they call so, it right here. So right. do you want a flex play or do you want a power play? 
today. What do you think, Lucky? What is it? Uh, you know what, dog? You are the you are our expert, so I'm gonna let you make the decision, brother. So you remember we're throwing 50. 50 is yeah. our entry. I mean, should we throw 100 on this one? We have to. I mean, we technically we have. They should. We, should we have some winning. The next game would be the Super Bowl, so it'd be cool if you have some 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 loot, some, some fantasy during the Super Bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to do? You want to do a hundred so on this? Do a, do a, uh, split it. Do some t- uh, or whatever. Just do some. Do, do just you, save some for next week for sure. Yeah. So no. If, well, 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 it's, it's more than like next week. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah it's it's going to be two well, weeks. We have ten, weeks. so it's always fifty. Well, hundred. Will you win a thousand? Well, yeah. What is the what is the break off on this? Well, okay. For which what amount? Okay, flex right. Flex. If we you get four correct, you get five. You get three correct. One point five. Uh, you got about two fifty to win, right? If we hit power play, if four we get all four. four correct, we would enter to win five hundred. Do that one, fuck it. <laughs> all right, so you want to hit a power play this week? Yeah, fuck it, power play, bro. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Edward? How do you feel about this power play? You think we would get all four? I mean, you got the power. <laughs> play it, play it, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Hey, my fifty bucks. <laughs> it's so much easier betting when it's not your money, right? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's All right, really, I'm it's... placing this entry and let me come here and do this. Thank you, son. That was oh, amazing. We're confident, confident. As you guys see right here, um, our new sponsor is Prize Picks. NFL playoffs are here, and Prize Picks is out the Prize Picks best way to get action on the game. As you see, dude, we're getting it right now. Well, we just made some picks, and you could. Match our picks this week, but if you download Prize Picks and use the code Hoodstocks, let them go. You yeah. will receive an instant deposit match of one hundred dollars. If you deposit a hundred, Prize Picks will give you one hundred. If you deposit fifty, Prize Picks will give you fifty. Right? Prize Picks is available in California, Texas, and thirty other states. All right. And, so, and also, two guys, I want to say this: uh, go to the description of this podcast, and there's a link right there that takes you uh, straight to. Uh, being a Hoodstocks affiliate, and that helps us right there for you know future uh, contracts with Prize Picks. You know we have a contract with them for ten streams, and um, you know if we do good right here, and you know they're seeing that the the city is receptive and they're fucking with the the platform, um, then you know we we get another contract with them. You know so that's how it works. And let's easy. win some motherfucking money. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yes. Go, All right, yeah. we're back on. We back on. Back on, back on, baby. You know what? I want to take it over to your your camera right now, dog. All right, okay. Yeah, take nice. it over your camera. We got the homie Nito Eastside Weemas in the casa, baby. Oh, Give it up. Weemas. You gotta talk into the mic, right? What up, though? How you doing, uh, Nito? I know you. You know what, brother? I know you have. It's been. It's it was it's been a tough ending year, and it's been a t- a very tough beginning of the year brother and i just want to let you know brother that i'm really happy that you're here with us dog um and you know what dog you you are a part of this brotherhood right here the hoodstocks brotherhood the goonies shout out to goonies and uh we support you bro and you know we just here to pick each other up bro and just rise to be the best person that we can be in this world dog you know And, and just thank you brother for being here man thanks a lot man you know um actually this is Actually picking up my spirit right now, you know what I mean? Being here with uh, um, you know, the Goonies and just hanging out, man. Good yeah, people, yeah. good vibes, you know. You can't think uh, negative, you gotta think positive. They're in a better place now, so, you know what I mean? But, uh, man, it's a blessing being here today, bro. It really opened up my, my heart and my mind and shit today. 
Absolutely, brother. And thank you for sitting in with us, dog. You, I mean, you're right here with the fucking legend right here, Mr. Yeah. Edwin San Juan. What bro. the fuck? The fucking what Filipino. The fucking Filipino. Silver, silver. Nah. So you, you flew out from Vegas today to get here. Right. Um, and do you have anything else to do besides this podcast? Uh, I was going to go shoot over to George's uh, and do his after this. Oh, you're gonna do his podcast over this? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. you gonna be all fucked up. And then I got some um, Filipino dudes that do a weed podcast. I'm doing that tomorrow. Oh, let's go, baby! What's it's the name uh, of the podcast, bro? I think it's like Cannabis Kuyas. <laughs> okay, yeah. Shout to them always. Yeah, right they're, there. they're doing it. They're you know they're they're making it happen. Yeah, tell them to hot at me, bro. Oh. I, lo I love to collaborate with some of the oh, Filipino yeah, homies, sure. dog. Hundred percent. Sure. But and then tomorrow Torres. I got I got the tomorrow I got the. Uh, Long Beach Laugh Factory with Paul Rodriguez. It's his oh. 69th birthday. So oh, doing that. Yeah. Paul Rodriguez. And then on Thursday, I'm at the the Hollywood Laugh Factory with Paul Rodriguez. And then Friday, Saturday, I'm in the Vegas Laugh Factory with Concrete. Damn. Yeah. Let's go. So, so One yeah. more. I'm sorry, yeah, bro. And March 22nd, I'm at the Stand-Up Comedy Club in Bellflower. Okay. Yeah. So how 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 hard would it be to, for you to get us into the Saturday night show with Paul Rodriguez? Oh, uh, it'd be really hard. Okay, it's because so hard? it's not on Saturday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what day is it again? It's Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday, yeah, yeah. Thursday. Oh, no, Wednesday. Wednesday is Long Beach. I can get you in no problem. Bro. With like, Paul you, Rodriguez? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that'd be dope, bro. Yeah, come through, bro. I'll get as many as you need. Get you on my guest list. Yeah, yeah. let's go, dog. VIP. That means you have to sit in the back. Would you introduce us to Paul Rodriguez? Yeah, of course, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I seen Paul Rodriguez. So Willie Barcena did. He started his podcast, and his first uh, guest was Paul Rodriguez. Right. And it was it was such a trip, bro. I don't really listen to too many podcasts, but I support Willie Barcena, and I just wanted to see what he was doing, and I just wanted to see his layout and his camera system, and just seeing, you know, what what you know, kind of like how he was functioning with that which will always grow, you know, and I'm not saying it's bad right now, but it's very good. Right. Um, but he had Paul Rodriguez. He Paul Rodriguez was smoking a cigar. Willie Barcena was smoking a cigar. And they were having a conversation, bro, that was just fucking crazy. You know what, guys? Check it out. Go to Willie Barcena's uh, podcast and, and check, check that episode out with fucking Paul Rodriguez. And Paul Rodriguez basically broke down how the industry works, bro, in regards to who's the next Mexican, bro. Right, and and it was right. so, and it was so, and, and, and I say this, bro, if you guys listen to this podcast, Paul Rodriguez said, hey, it's hard for Hollywood to accept Mexicans. Why? Because they're used to, since, since you can't have, bro, like, check it out. Who, who's cleaning the houses? Who's mowing the lawns? It's Hispanics. It's Latinos, right? You know, straight up. And so the, he said, he was saying that Hollywood had a hard time, had a hard time having Mexicans as, you know, stars, bro. Right. You know, because they're used to seeing them in one position or a couple positions, and that's either cleaning their house or taking care of their fucking property. And he says that from, from like, I don't know if it's like, from from one Mexican to another throughout the years, they always pick a Mexican of who is going to be the household Mexican in regards to if it's an actor. Obviously, he's talking about comedy, so he was talking about comedians, you know? And he said, hey, after me, it was this person. After that, it was fucking George Lopez. After that, it was this and that. But they can't have too many of them because it's hard for them to see them as superstars when they're cleaning their fucking house. 
bro, that was the realest shit that I've ever heard in my life. And I said, Paul Rodriguez is a real motherfucker, dog. I mean, uh, how how good do you know Paul Rodriguez? I know him pretty well, but not like great, great. But he's right because he's he's experienced that firsthand, bro. You know what I mean? He knows like what it is because brown color. If it's not white, it's not really accepted in Hollywood. It's like that's just how it is and has always been. And then then you know you get one Latino comic successful, but they only want one at a time. You know, like what the fuck? They want one at a time. Yeah, you know, like. But when are you going to stop looking at them as, as uh, even in the Philippines, like they want light-skinned people or half-Filipinos. You know, they, they want people that aren't full Filipino and dark. Because if you're dark, that means you're poor and you're working in the fields. That's why your skin's dark. If you're white, light-skinned Filipino, you're like in the house and you have maids and servants. You know, you're not getting dark. Like Is that the way it works in the Philippines? In the Philippines. I mean, even wow. then. Even the newscasters, they're like light skin. They're all fucking using Escanol to make their skin white. It's just fucking. They busting the Michael Jackson. Yeah. Real shit. But I mean, that's what. That's interesting. What bro. flies over there is everyone wants to be like. I guess if it's Hollywood, same thing. Like what Paul was saying is like you know, that skin, that brown color. You're like, yeah, you looked at as servants and you know maids. But, but 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 it's the it's the color in between because after you have brown you have black and even though black is just a, a darker shade of brown, mm-hmm. but but that is accepted. Why is that accepted? Because I mean, would you consider blacks, bro, the aliens of this uh, universe, bro, in regards to just how good they are at everything? Oh, they are good at everything. I mean. I mean, even crime, they're good at that shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. But, I mean, alien-wise, yeah, I mean, they're kind of a freak of, of nature in a sense where they're, they're really good at the stuff that they do, you know. Who's your favorite uh, black comedian? Oh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, definitely. Would you consider, uh, if, if you had to put him in, uh, if you had to put him in a martial art category, I mean, would he be uh, jujitsu? Would be he kung fu? Like, what would he be? He'd be fucking Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Let's I go. Mean, like, Bruce Lee was not just talented, but his mind was right too. He, there's still quotes today that Bruce Lee fucking has that stand out and still, you know, make resonant today. And make you know, it's it's pretty amazing. That guy was died too young. Let's talk about Richard Pryor. Let's talk about Eddie Murphy, bro. I mean, would Dave Chappelle outshine them dudes, even though, you know, we talk about starting that gangster shit, you know? Um, with, you know I mean, Eddie Murphy stopped doing because he was doing movies. Richard Pryor, I, don't, I, I can't uh, recollect his ending of uh, comedy. Um, I mean, would you, can you would you say that Dave Chappelle trumps the OGs, or could you never say that because that is like blasphemous within the comedic world? Well, as far as stand up, I mean, Eddie Murphy was my main influence. Like when we were growing up, everybody memorized his fucking bits yeah. that were doing it in school, and everyone was laughing, right? Like fucking Goonie Goo Goo Gus and all that shit. Like, so he was my biggest influence. And then I learned about Richard Pryor, and it was fucking. Amazing what he did in his career. I think stand-up wise, Richard Pryor trumps Eddie Murphy because Eddie Murphy only did like two comedy specials, you know. And after that, it was his movie career too. But Richard Pryor like was was fucking the shit. I mean, that nigga's crazy. He did, you know, and he was doing stuff that was ahead of his time. And then he pursued movies. The reason why I think Dave Chappelle is better in my eyes to them because he's not done yet. 
and the stuff that he's done already is kind of equates him to Eddie Murphy. You can keep him in that same conversation with Richard Pryor, but he's still young, bro. He started when he was 14, you know what I mean? And now however old he is, he's still got more to do. Like, and it's amazing. Special after special shit that he talks about, you know, is relevant in life and stuff like that. He's, he's, he's badass and he's not done. So that's why I would put him ahead of those guys. I'm going to ask you this, bro. And these are both two of my favorite comedians. Who, I'm going to let it breathe for a minute because we don't get too much uh, static electricity right here. Um, who, between Cat Williams and Dave Chappelle, who is the God comedian? Oh, wow, man. I mean, I guess that depends on how you rate what God is. Because I think uh, Cat Williams speaks the truth. And that guy's smart. Like, he's really, like, self-taught. I mean, I, I heard that he, like, read, like, thousands of books and stuff like that. Like, he didn't get a college degree or nothing like that, but he's well-read. And, he, you know, he's articulate. What, and he, what, what he says, and he's able to speak that. But as far as the body of work, like, Chappelle's done way more already than Cat, you know. But Cat Williams fucking stole the show on that Friday after next. I mean, he fucking stole the show with that pimp character. <laughs> like, he, he was badass. It was a money mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, bro. Yeah, so I mean, and he's definitely talented because he can write special after special, you know, and so could Chappelle, but a lot of fools can't do that, you know. Myself included, like, it's it's tough to write, you know, and you got to constantly work and grind. And so, I mean, I would put Chappelle ahead of Cat just because of the body of work and things that he's done. How much would you put Chappelle ahead of Cat? Well, they're both still young and they still have more work to do. I mean, Cat can still put out more more movies and stuff like that. Because I think special-wise, they're equal with the things they do. But as far as movies and stuff like that, what they do with their film industry career, I think that's where Chappelle's ahead of them. But, you know what I think? I, I'm going to look at it like this. I I will say Chappelle's like a Wu-Tang clan. But then what's Kevin Hart well, No, hold on, hold on. No, he ain't even the... He's Manili Vanilli. Yeah, he's not even in the... No, no, no. We'll talk about that, but I want to say this. Uh, Chappelle is Wu-Tang clan. Cat Williams is Dr. Dre. Mm, mm. You know, and that's my that's my comparison in regards <laughs> to hip-hop and, you know, what I like and what I a little bit of what I know. Um, and it's hard sometimes to compare greats Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's different styles like Chappelle. And I say Chappelle Wu-Tang Clan because he's very metaphorical with his fucking uh, with his jokes, bro. And he can he can start he can start a comedy bit. And he can end it with the first fucking joke. Right, right. That that's that's that 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 shit like skill set. That's just a skill set, dog. And then and then and then Cat Williams, bro, he just like we, I said, Dr. Dre, because it's West Coast, this is L.A., baby. You know, what I mean, he just like <laughs> keep gang banging, bro. Yeah. He yeah, gang yeah. banging, but he relentless with that clip and that trigger, bro. And he got an endless fucking clip on that bitch because the shots are going off. He did that club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp, bro. Right. And and you know what? I watched every single minute of that, and along with fucking millions of other people around this world. And the dude is just, uh, <laughs> he's just, he, he's hes ridiculous. I mean, do you ever see yourself in positions like that, brother? Man, Cat uh, Williams, though? I don't know, man. That's another level, you know, because um, I'm i am West Coast, too, so I'm Dre all day over Wu-Tang. You know, I like Wu-Tang, but fuck, I, I grew up in that culture, like, you know. 
So, but to get to that level where he's at, it's like, I don't know, it's tough because he had the upbringing being homeless and young. I, I saw that thing too, and he told his whole life story. And it's like a lot of times through those tragedies and stuff you go through, it makes you who you are. Like, you know, I, I don't think I can ever be fucking Cat Williams, but, you know, it's something I definitely strive to and work towards getting to that level, you know, because I can even come close to that. It'd be great and amazing. Absolutely. I think you are, brother. I think you are. I mean, uh, what, what's up with, you know what I mean? Uh, Netflix specials, bro. Like, you need a Netflix special, bro. I mean, how how does that come about? I mean, they holler at you or? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to be seen and you got to be in the mix. But, I mean, it's just, uh, like, I've been in Vegas the last 10 years and doing my own residency. So, I've kind of been out of the loop as far as, you know, industry checking me out and seeing me. How does that work, Do being in Vegas and having your own residency? I mean, it was amazing. I mean, this May, Mother's Day, will be 10 years, you know, that I've been there. And it's afforded me to buy a house, and I got a little spot in Vegas, you know, so it's 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 cool. But I feel like I've just been kind of out of the loop, you know, being in there. So you can get comfortable in this business, and that's when it's, like, dangerous, you know, because once you're comfortable, you're not, you don't work as hard, you know, so you got to try to force yourself to get out of that comfort zone. What is what is your writing like when it comes to you and writing new jokes or how is it important two two part question uh, what's what's what is your process in writing jokes and how much do you change it up from show to show? For me, writing I have to do it about my life because then I can never get accused of stealing material or a joke. So I get a lot of my stuff from like my daughter. Like I have my last special I talked about her being born and seeing the birth and all that. And then now this special, she's like, oh, I'm going to work on it. She's nine years old already, you know, and I'm in the process of getting divorced. So <clears throat> a lot of it is just all my life is what I put on. When I do shows to other shows, like we did Fools Gone Wild, like I'll do some stuff that I find. No, I did it before. I'll work it up and change it and throw other stuff in the mix. So people are seeing a variety of my material, you know. But as far as um, um. Working out my my next special. That's what I want to do. Get on Netflix. It's hard because now Netflix they they don't they want the final product done already. So you got to produce it yourself and get it all set up and do all that. So and then send it to them or something. Pitch it to them. Yeah. So then they because they have so many people coming. They they just pick stuff that are done already. Are you an are you a, a in, independent subcontractor? I mean, do you have a team around you? How do, how do how does it work to to book an Edwin San Juan? I mean, you can book me through my website, but I am independent and I'm fucking hustling it, right? And trying to do it on my own. Um, I have some people that want to manage me, but I'm still shopping around, you know? But now that I feel like I'm coming back to LA, I'm ready. Like I've been in Vegas for the last 10 years. It's like a gym. I've been working out every day. I've been doing seven shows a week, you know, for seven years straight. In the last three years, I just did six nights a week. But I've been, you know, if I wasn't on the road, I've been out there grinding and fucking working out my muscles. I'm ready to come out here and, you know, people are like, well, damn, where you been? You know, and then and see my skill set. Because mm. you get labeled sometimes if you don't write new jokes. People think, oh, he does the same jokes. But if you look back at it, I, my materials have changed and has grown with me as I've grown as a human being. So that's important, right? Yeah. Because people be, say, oh, he does the same jokes. But no, I don't. You know, I've grown like. Do people say that? Uh, you, you hear that, but I think it's mainly me because as a artist, 
you just focus on negative shit that you hear, you know? Yeah. And so maybe one person out of a hundred might've said something, but that sticks out in my head. Like, oh, okay, that's something I need to correct and fix. So no one's saying that or something like that, but it's unrealistic. You gotta pace yourself and know that, you know, you're on the right track and you're doing shit and you believe in yourself. So whatever people say is what they say. You know what, I, I, can, I can relate to that because I had, I had one of the Goonies check me one time one of one of uh one of our followers right here, one of our supporters right here, and um I put up a post and it's been several times. I put up a post and I would only uh reply to some outrageous negative shit. Mm -hmm. And a couple times they, they commented back and they said, Look, what you bro, all these positive comments, bro. All these positive comments why are you gonna only reply to this, bro? Right, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Right. They don't deserve it, dog. And since then, I, I don't reply, you know? And sometimes it's hard, bro, because we, I mean, we human beings, we might be a little bit of grown, bro, and everything like that, but sometimes you might say something that might cut a little, but then sometimes that's, that's uh, I would say it's a good way to uh, you know understand it and realize it and if you got to correct it correct it you know and it's life is all about i mean i think those are i think negative comments are important sometimes to right, hear right right you know you, you just can't skip them and just go to the positive comments bro because then you're like that that person that has just all yes people around you you know yeah. so then you don't get the real truth because everyone's like yeah 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 you know and that's what i love about my camp right here bro Right. You know what I mean? Like these dudes are like just like they real dudes, bro. They'll tell you like they go, right? they ain't gonna yes me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? like, yeah. like bro, because they all got fucking egos and they they dudes from from solid backgrounds and 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 I love that. Can you imagine if I had a bunch of just like fucking rainbow bright ass bitch ass right. motherfuckers right. in here, dog? Like right. that shit would be horrible, bro. Be fake. Yeah, it would be fake, dog. Yeah. You know, and so these are homies you known before you even started, right? Yeah, some of them, yeah, yeah. some of them, yeah, hundred percent, dog, hundred percent. You know, and and I feel like that's important. It's important to have real people around you to let them know what it is. Um, but you know what I wanted to ask you earlier, brother. I want to ask you earlier, in your in your early days, or I mean, well, I want to ask you this too. Uh, George Press fucks with Joe Rogan. Have you have you ever had any uh, interaction with Joe Rogan? Nah, just one time, but it wasn't nothing like positive. Oh, so you guys had a like a maybe a? Nah, I mean I was like I had my car parked in the back of the store, the comedy store. Yeah, and he was sitting on my hood, and <laughs> and everyone was like. I dare you to ask Joe Rogan to get off your fucking car seat. Like, it's like Fear Factor episode or something. Like, <laughs> But it, he doesn't probably, he, he, I don't think he really knows me, really. But the next day there was this butt print was on the hood of my car. And I was trying to tell my sister, that's Joe Rogan's ass right there. She didn't believe me. She didn't even believe me. But, but not like George. George has been on his podcast several times, you know, and Joe Rogan loves George, bro. And yeah. I think that's what kind of helped him catapult also to the, another level with that. But everything seems like Joe Rogan touches like seems to be successful. You know, I mean, Cat Williams called him out, right? Yeah. About like all all those guys that got that are not really that funny. Pushing uh, not funny dudes. Dudes, yeah. But the thing is, anything that Rogan touches fucking turns to gold pretty much. Like, I mean, who do you think is funny within your peers? You know, besides George Perez, besides some of the names you named, like maybe Cats, bro, that you don't have a relationship with who do you think is funny i mean is joe rogan funny man i think he's successful 
you know, but I don't know how f- funny he is. Like, I don't, I don't sit there and watch his set and, and laugh my ass off like I do, you know, uh, if I was watching Chappelle. Like, Chappelle, his comedy, Cat Williams, or comedy, sometimes when I see them do comedy, it makes me feel like quitting because they're so fucking good. You know, I don't get that feeling from Rogan. Like, uh, yeah, you know, but and he's, he and he's been he's been like and and I, I kind of like and so Willie Barcena checked me one time. Not check me, but he said, "Hey, fool, you better watch your Zane. You're gonna get on the Joe Rogan show one day by saying that." Um, but I, 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 I said, I gave my opinion, and I said, I don't really think. I mean, I don't look at Joe Rogan for comedy. I look at him for podcasts. I look at him for a UFC uh, commentating. You know what I mean? And in regards to podcasting, I think he's a fucking god. He's a genius. I mean, right. to retain so much information is just like next level, bro. Coming from a burned out homie from the streets and shit, you know what I mean? They did too many drugs and shit. <laughs> um, but like, you know, in regards to his comedy, I never tune into his comedy, but I will always and forever tune into his podcast because you know what, bro? I can say that I have gone through the Joe Rogan University of fucking knowledge. Knowledge, bro, and he mm-hmm. has taught me a mm-hmm. lot, bro. Mm-hmm. He has taught me a lot. He's made me buy supplements, dog, that I didn't even know how to spell at one point in my life. You <laughs> feel me? Like the dude is puts you up on a lot of game, dog. And I love that. I love that dude for that. But I don't love him for his comedy, bro. I love him. Let for me tell you this: he's a comedian's com- comic. Like he's a comics comic. What does that mean? Because like he looks out for comedians. Like he has the mothership and and that uh, he. In, in uh, Austin, yeah, and and he modeled that after the comedy store. But I heard he gives the comedians the whole door, like he pays for his staff or whatever. But he doesn't take any money from that. So comedians wow. are getting paid, like right, like so, like I mean, he's doing it right, and he's showing an example how this is how it should be done when you get to this certain success level, you know. So he's paving the way for a lot of comedians, and I mean, hats off to him. I mean. He's doing it. He's badass, you know. No, he is badass, bro, and and he seems like he is that dude. And why wouldn't he be that dude, bro? Like he is just like he has struck an oil well of just like blessings, brother. You know what I mean? And due to his hard working and himself, bro. You know, like the dude is a fucking legend, and for him to pay that forward um, is is amazing. What do you feel about Joey Diaz? Oh man, Mad Flavor. Yeah, yeah, I love him, bro. He's fucking great. Yeah. I mean, he's another dude that came off the success of Joe Rogan's podcast because he's like, his podcast is fucking. Uh, he used to call me almost like every day when I was living in LA and we would just talk shop and stuff like that. But he's also a comedian, a comics comic. Like, he looks out for us and, you know, he, he calls. Right now, he's blowing up so fucking. Yeah, he doesn't even have to do comedy anymore, you know? <laughs> But he, when he does come in, he's fucking beast mode. How how is it to to feel when you're at a point of success that you can be labeled uh, a, a a comedian's uh, comics comic, as you said? Right. Did I say that right, bro? Yeah, yeah, comics comic. I always fuck it up, but, but yeah, it's comics comic. Comics comic, and that's just someone that's just fucking you know looking out through, you know within the within the the comedian uh, universe, bro. I mean, there's a lot of clicks and stuff like that, huh? Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Is that hard sometimes? I mean, you know, trying to like you know come up, and there's all these different clicks, and there's some dudes that don't get along with each other, and yeah, man. But that's everything in life. It's gonna happen. So it's how you choose to live your life, like. 
<clears throat> I can sit there and worry about that. I'm not in this click or I'm not in that click. But if I just focus and work hard and try to do stay to my craft and focus on that, then everything else kind of falls in line, you know. But you can't can't get worried about that. I think certain things like you can't look at someone else and go, man, they're so successful and I'm only here. You got to gauge yourself on what not what that person did in the year, but what you did in that year. And you got to look back and go, okay, you know, because you'll go crazy if you compare yourself to other people, stuff like that. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Where were you born at again? I was made in Taiwan. Taiwan. That's so interesting, brother. Yeah. How did you end up in Taiwan if you're from the Philippines? Well, my dad was stationed over there. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's when he had met mom beforehand. Yeah. Have you been back to the Philippines? Yeah. When I was younger, I used to go like every five, six years I would go. But I haven't been back maybe like in seven, eight years. Seven, eight years. Yeah. Why? I mean, uh, what what is the difference between the Philippines and the U.S., brother, mm. in regards to culture and everything? I, mean, I know it's huge, but... It's all third world country, you know. And why is it third world country? I mean, when you say third world country, it, it's basically saying that it's very poor, right? Right, right, right. But why is it so poor in the Philippines? It's just there's no um, there's no middle class. You know, you're either rich or you're poor, and then that's just how it's run. Like, <clears throat> so it's just it's just not everyone's getting everything. You know, it's so not getting spread to the people. So that's how you end up having a poor country. The rich get richer and the poor stay poor, you know. Would you like one of these vitamins right here? Oh, man. I don't know if I could take this right now. This is a little bit. This is a little bit? No, no. no. <laughs> take, take like that. All right. All right. A little bit. A little bit. Shout out to Killer Kush. A little bit. I'm just going to lift. just going to pick you up a little bit. You know? Yeah. I'm going to be butt naked. Butt naked. On George's podcast. <laughs> 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 I just came from Hood Stocks. <laughs> you know what, bro? You know what, brother? Right here, just chilling with you, bro, is like I, I want to like maximize my my time with you, brother. You flew out here, and obviously, you got a schedule, you know, and you got shit to do. But I really wanted to maximize my time with you, brother. And the best thing you can do sometimes is with shrooms, dog. You know what I mean? Real shit. Like it's gonna be in the CVS shelves so soon, bro. It's helped me with a lot of my fucking like. Uh, my uh, anxiety and mm -hmm. you know, I mean I used to show them all the time and and I would have people tell my boys outside of here they'd be like hey what the fuck was wrong with Lucky mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's all know. trying to hug everybody <laughs> <laughs> well I start getting stupid ass fucking giggly and shit and I start laughing and shit and they're like fuck you know what I mean what mm -hmm. the fuck but it, 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 I've had some of the greatest uh, conversations on this podcast on just microdosing shrooms, you know, and then we be saying microdosing. We're not saying fucking drink the whole bottle. We're just saying take a sip, bro. It's not overdosing. Yeah, get a get a get a. I mean, well, bro, like, uh, do you how much experience do you have with mushrooms? Have you ever done DMT? How about that? No, I've never done DMT. What is that? DMT. I mean, it's something that uh, Casey help us out with that, brother. DMT is the chemical that releases in your brain when you die. Triphosphamethylene. <laughs> so I've actually done it before. It's crazy. You smoke it and then you instantly like fall back and you're in like a realm. What? It's like fractals and shit. And I came back and I was like looking at my friends and everybody was like the Matrix. It was just lines and you can only see their silhouettes through lines. I was Damn. Like, what the fuck? And then that 
I laid back down, and it's like you kind of like meet God, and you kind of understand. Back. <laughs> <laughs> and then, it, and then, like it only lasts like ten minutes, and then you're good. Wow. And you just like walk out, and you're all right. So when you finally die, and it's not like that, yeah, you're you like, what? <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I want my money back. For real, damn. But yeah, DMT's cool. Man. No. Is it over? What, what do you get? What is it? A pill you take, or is it? Uh, eat they it? rock form it, so I hit it out of like a, a dab rig. Oh man! Um, then I know they make pens out of it. You could also like uh, there's certain like you know like the frog. You know how uh, um, you lick the toad. You or lick whatever. the toad. Uh-huh. Yeah, the toad. Like that's one way. And like I think there's other ways that people get it naturally. Like I don't know if ayahuasca is part. Is ayahuasca part ayahuasca. of DMT? Right? Yeah, but it's like some. Is it called DMZ? DMT. DMT. Oh, yeah, that's DMT. a demilitary zone that's or some shit. <laughs> the DMZ. <laughs> Run DMT. Yeah. We have some of it already in our bodies, but that shit helps you release it. Yeah, oh, we wow. we already uh we already uh what do they say it uh produce it within our bodies like you said right so it's natural you yeah just, it's, it's, it's a natural thing when you I, die what's that it releases when you die that's like basically you know what's so crazy high. is when my girl's grandfather uh man shout out shout out to Charles Sipe that motherfucker before he passed he taught me a lot of things. In life, you know, taking care of family and stuff like that. that's my girl's grandfather that raised my girl, and and what was he? He passed away from cancer. I mean, I believe he was like eighty four years old, but when he passed away and he was dying at the house in Glassell Park, shout out to Northeast Los Angeles, baby in the casa. Um, but when he pa- he was passed away in the house, he was in his bedroom. He was in his bed, and um, he was he was just like he was out, but he was. He was verbally out, and he was talking a lot, bro. He was talking a lot. My girl's grandfather was talking a lot, and and I was like, bro, what is? I was telling my girl, like, damn, what's he saying, you know? And he was just like, man, bop, 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 whoop, whoop, and if, and it seemed like he was going, the DMT maybe kicked in, and he was going through his entire life before the morgue came to pick him up from the house. Wow. And this is days, right? This is days, you know, in his in his last days, you know. And, uh, you know, respect to my girl. And I hope you're not mad about me saying this, but he was saying a lot of stuff. And when I was there listening to it, I was just like, damn, this dude is going through like a, a fast forward of his entire life and ha- is having conversations with everybody because they, it wasn't gibberish. Right. They were real words. Wow. They were real words wow. and real emotions. You feel me? Yeah. And I was just like, the the process of of death in them circumstances of you know you know dying of cancer. But he lived a full life. Great man. Salute to him again, Mister Charles Sipe. Um, but anyways, it was just a, it was a, a real like just like eye opening experience to be in that house. And hear him in the next room, just fucking conversating with like maybe ancestors. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, you're like, damn, he fucked everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come here, Mitch. <laughs> my girl's grandfather was like a fucking. My girl's half Mexican, half white. Her grandfather's white, and he's like from like he was originally from like North South Carolina. So when he was talking, like he had that old twang, that southern mm. twang on his voice, mm. you know. 
And and I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like it sounded like he was talking to some motherfuckers in a cotton field. You know what I mean? Like, right, he, was, <laughs> he was talking some shit. On the plantation. Like, On the plantation. Like, Bitch, get over here. <laughs> Pick that cotton, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. bro. Like it was just, and he, you know, anybody that knew the dude, he, he, you know, he was really known within the the Northeast Los Angeles area. Um, they knew him kind of that he was a little bit like that, bro. Right. You know, he was a little bit like that, and you know, I'm not saying it was right, but hey, you know, you don't choose what you're raised up on. Right. It's a product of the time, right there. Yeah, it's a product of the time, bro. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just fucking crazy, bro. It was it was crazy to experience that. Like death, bro, is a is a just a. It's obviously it's a real thing and it's something that we live to get to, right? right? Right. I mean, how do you feel about death? I mean, are you afraid to die when your time comes? I mean, I always thought that I wasn't gonna be afraid because I know, like, if I live a good life, I'll end up in, in eternity and like in heaven. So it's like okay. But now that I'm fucking 54 and I'm getting older, like, I don't want to die, you know? Like, it's like, it's like, oh, it's kind of scary a little bit. But this is the second half of my life. So, you know, how am I going to choose to live that second part of my life? You know, am I going to go reckless with abandonment like I did in the past? Or am I going to try to prolong my life and live a little longer and try to be a little healthier, you know, for my daughter's sake so I could be around longer? So that that scares me is like leaving loved ones when you pass away. Because of how they're going to feel. Yeah, and, and yeah. the fact that you won't be able to like be around them all the time, or it's it's, it's scary. Yeah. I have a, and I'm gonna ask Rick this afterwards, you know. But I'll, I'll, I'm gonna express this first before I ask Rick. So Rick, get ready for this, bro. Um, I have I I have an anxiety, you know, and I deal with an anxiety order that I've seen a psychiatrist with, and I have anxiety like to the. I've had in the past to the 10th degree now, you know what I mean? Like third degree, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've been able to take some shit that helps me out with it 100% pharmaceuticals. And it is what it is. But most importantly, the mushrooms, dog, has helped me big time, bro. Not the weed, the mushrooms, dog. The mushrooms have been a fucking savior in my life in regards to me growing and being able to just like get past certain shit. But I've 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 had an anxiety, dog, of like you know you talked about, bro, of like leaving loved ones. Like now I got these two little girls, and I was like, fuck, what's such? It's such a big responsibility, dog. Like I fucked off my entire fucking life. You feel me? Like I mm-hmm. fucked up my entire life, and then at the ripe age of fucking forty some years old, I decided to, or maybe a little, yeah, around that age, I decided to bring uh, kids back into this life, and now. Um, I had a different mindset where I, you know, I understand responsibility, accountability and all that other stuff, you know. And so sometimes I have dreams, bro, of me being an idiot and getting arrested for some stupid ass shit that I've been arrested for in the past, you know. And I have bad dreams about that shit. Like I, I have anxiety about fucking up, doing some stupid shit. Maybe I was under the influence of something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Doing some stupid shit. I wasn't in the right mind. I get myself arrested. And now my kids are without their dad and that shit drives me fucking nuts. Rick, do you you have that at all? It happens, bro. I mean, like, I mean, it's just human nature, especially like whenever we're out here, like, you know, doing different shit, you know? I mean, even now, I'm 
really don't be on nothing, man. Really just working and coming over here. And I still sometimes, you know, I guess dreams or whatever. But, you know, the dreams is the closest things that we're going to get to, like, different little reality type shit. Mm -hmm. But just thinking about it, like, you know, dreaming you're still in jail or, like, just different shit. And then even now, just, you know, other people having control of my life, it makes it, like, crazy because even without doing nothing at any time, they can be like, nah, come on, let's go back over here and check this out, you know? And it's just crazy to have to deal with that shit all the time. What kind of, what kind of, I, I'll tell you what kind of dreams I have, Rick, and, and I'm going to give it to Rick, I'm going to give it to Casey, and then I'm going to give it to Edwin San Juan at the end, you know what I mean? But let's let's talk about dreams. I think, do you have a little time for us on some of dreams? Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, so I have dreams. Uh, my dreams, bro, are fucking, I'm an aggressive sleeper, okay? I am fighting everybody and their mama in all my dreams, you know, I mean, I get up and I punch the fucking wall in the middle of my sleeve. I am always at war with everybody. Wow. You, you know, what what kind of dreams do you have, Rick? A lot of my dreams are like, um, like jail orientated for real. Like, it's not like, it's like half in jail, like half out or like half, like going to jail type shit. So it's kind of like weird, like, like. I'm in a out setting, but like thinking about like going to jail and like like it's gonna be a bad day type shit, you know? Yeah. That kind of shit, like real shit. How do you, when you wake up from them dreams, how do you feel, Rick? Nah, well shit. I ain't trying to go back to jail, that's for sure. So on a scale you know? one to ten, how does it how much does it scare you to go back to jail? I'm not scared to go to jail. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But the thing about it is, is if you're not doing nothing and then still being able just to like, be like, hey, come here for a little time out real quick. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or just like lump you up on some shit, even though you ain't on shit. I mean, you see it happen. Like I seen it happen with some of the dudes on, on my case when we went to jail. You know, some of the dudes, they weren't on shit. It's like, how the fuck you bring this dude over here? Like, what the fuck was he doing? You know, he wasn't on shit. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, they didn't catch one of the homies on the case because he didn't have nowhere to live. So that's why they didn't know where to go get him at. You know, he was the one out the longest. Yeah. You know? So some of this shit is just kind of crazy. Like, the way they can do it. So, like, in my mind, I already know what they can do. So, it's it's just a little different. But, like, being scared, like, I'm not scared of the shit. It, it is what it is. But, like you said, like, you know, now, like, my kids depend on me more. Like, it's different shit going on, you know? And not saying they didn't depend on me before. But back then, I wasn't even tripping like that. I was just thinking, oh... If I have some money over here or if this is, you know, cool, then they should be straight. When once you go and do some time and come back out, you know, that's not the fact. You know what I mean? Like the money is like the like one of the lowest parts, like as far as like leaving your family at the pad, you know, 
So, you know, you, you conversate with your kids. He, this dude did 16 years in the feds, right? Yeah. And he's just fresh out from that. Um, when you conversate with your kids uh, on paper compared to in person now, like how big of a difference is that? Well, the difference is, is that, I mean, I got out to them being adults. So that's, it's wow. just a whole different, you know, I mean, you got to look at it like they're adults now. It ain't like, oh, they're still kids and I can act like you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like I got out to them all being grown. You know, my youngest daughter's 19 right now. So it's, you know, it's, they're, they're grown. It ain't like they're little kids or, you know what I'm saying? I think it would have been different if I would have got out to like some 9 or 10 year olds or something like that. But just the amount of time, there was no way for that to happen. How much does that hurt being gone for 16 years and coming out to kids that are adults? I mean, is there is there any uh, like hope within that? You know what I mean? Like, because they say I heard Cat Williams saying that Shannon Sharp he was talking about adopted kids that he had, and he said once they're 18 years old, it's a fucking rap. The Cat Williams said that he said it's a rap, bro. Like you just like whatever is instilled in them is instilled in them, and whatever you weren't able to do is what it is. You know what I mean? So how has it been for you with your kids, bro? And I know this interview went on you, but I think it's an interesting nah, topic. My, my kids, my kids are straight though. Like you know, they they um. They do them, you know what I mean? Like, they all work. They all do their, got their own stuff. So it's not like, uh, you know, they're all pretty much grown, you know, doing their thing. You know, I'm glad I'm able to help them in, in, in any way I can and shit. So, you know, that's why I get up in the morning and go to work four in the morning and make sure I'm able to help them out when I can and just do all that stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm glad I'm here right now for him, you know? Real you know, shit. You know, Rick, and I'm glad that you're here too, brother. You know, what I mean you are you you are You're my BFF, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're back. Yeah. I, was, oh, we're I back. was telling Rick, I was like, Rick, you're my best friend. He's like, he, uh. <laughs> He's like, I don't ever remember us being best friends. We have, we've always been homies, dog. But, but Rick, I'm all fucking petty side. I'm like, you're my best friend, dog. Call fucking King Little G. Let's talk to him. <laughs> Casey Dreams, let's go. Well, I was going to say that everybody in the comments said it, it's pretty obvious that I have wet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, dreams are real, Casey. I want to hear your real shit, bro. Then we're going to give it to everyone San Juan. You know, I had a dream that, you know, one day Lucky would stop drinking and stop abusing us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Casey doesn't oh, want to share none of his dreams. Um, I don't know, the re most recent dream I have, I was like flooded in a. Uh, it was like water was about like thigh high and on the freeway, and I was walking, or a lot of people were walking, uh, to get off the freeway, and it was flooded. That was like the last dream that I had. But dreams in general are just definitely random. Sometimes I feel like I could, I could dream the future, and then when it happens, I'm like, oh fuck, dude, I dreamt that. Huh. That's kind of. It's so, not like very specific. Dream like us random. the lottery numbers, bro. Yeah, it's just fucking mm -hmm. been trying, dog. <laughs> you can't even dream fucking NFL picks, man. <laughs> <laughs>
Everyone San Juan, what is what is a comedian of your caliber, a legend in the game, brother, been doing your goddamn thing? I mean, what do what is a Edwin San Juan dream about? Well, first of all, all three of you motherfuckers didn't say dreams. You guys fucking talk about nightmares. <laughs> My God, you fucking fighting everybody, right? And fucking homeboy worried about getting incarcerated again, and then fucking Hitler over there dreaming about getting flooded out. Like those aren't dreams; those are all fucking nightmares, motherfucker. Dreams are supposed to be happy and good shit, you know? Yeah, like when I dream, I have a huge penis. You know what I'm saying? And I'm fucking all these bitches, fucking all of them, and I'm lasting long too. I'm not even coming quick. You know what I mean? I'm fucking, fucking, fucking every fucking bitch in the room. And then after that, I'm looking at dudes because I'm done. <laughs> That's a fucking dream. Dog, fuck, you're I'm looking at dudes because I'm done. <laughs> oh my god, dog! That shit is fucking hilarious, dog. Oh man, this has been fucking stupid whoa, fun, whoa, dog. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> what? So George was on this podcast. Go ahead. And he said that Joe Coy stole your motherfucking jokes. I need to know this. <laughs> Damn, we made it through the end, and I was like, okay, we ain't gonna talk about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> we made it. Who am, who am I? If I didn't say shit. I mean, he he took a lot of my jokes. How do you know he took a lot of your jokes? Because I get DMs of people telling me, oh, Joe Coy did your puto joke on his last special. <clears throat> but I did that like 2008 and Russell Peters' special, Comics Without Borders, you know. But, but I, he, you know, he didn't just steal from me. He, stole, he steals from a lot of people. Bro. He, this other Filipino comedian, Rex Navarrete, he's got a video out that it's like four or five of his jokes, you know, that Joe fucking lifted. And then you find out other people that he lifted from other people too. But the thing about George, what I love is he's a true homie. Yeah. You know, other people DM me and it's on the download. They're messaging me, oh, he's this and that. But George put that shit out on social media. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, that shit went viral oh, too. It went viral. Like, oh, fucking, now I'm getting blown up and stuff like that. And what are you going to do? You know, like, but I said, I'm coming on Hoodstocks, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come on Hoodstocks, baby. Let's go, doggy. Let's go, baby. I'm gonna come on Hoodstocks. I'm gonna clear this motherfucking air, but let me light this bitch up real quick. You know what I mean? Take your time on this shit. You know what I mean? Like, let's really air this shit out. Like, so Joe Coy, and there, and and so I had some comments that said, "Hey, you know what?" Everybody steals jokes, but it's all about who's better with the joke and how far they can run with it. How do you feel about that? That's bullshit, bro. We work hard for our craft to write our shit. And he's taking like food out of my daughter's mouth, you know, but by, by people that steal shit, you know. That's why I like I always try to write about my life cuz then I'm not going to fucking be able to, you know, someone say, "Where'd you get that from? This really happened to me in real life." <clears throat> but I understand the pressure cuz it takes you 10 years to write an hour of material. Yeah. And then after you put your special out, they want the next hour in fucking a year. So, you know, you either write another hour or you fucking end up lifting shit from people, you know, because of pressure to, to have it done. And I can see how that happens. But you get fools that are writers like Cat Williams fucking can write. Felipe Esparza is a fucking writer. Like when we did that Fool's Gone Wild show, I don't know if you noticed, but he had a notebook in his back pocket. Like, that fool's constantly writing, you know what I mean? Even when you're on stage, you want to look your best, but that fool's a writer. He's fucking got that shit in his back pocket. I was like, a lot of people don't notice that. 
But that's the shit as a comedian I see. Like, these motherfuckers are, are legit. You can write, you know. So my thing is I ain't going to, like, talk a lot of shit. Things end up kind of, like, working themselves out. You know what I mean? But it's like we talked about earlier on the show. If you focus on negative shit and you spend your energy on that, you're not going to be productive doing stuff that you need to be doing and spending your time doing that, you know. So on the real, I give George props for calling it out. But I'm I'm not that dude that's going to be like bitter about shit. And, you know, I'm just going to write more jokes. And that's all I can do, you know. So I noticed, I noticed with Joe Coy, he he really, uh, you know, obviously he he, it's, he tailors to uh, a versatile audience. But he went out to the Philippines and you know did his thing in the Philippines with his uh, a comedy special that I had watched. Um, have you had a chance to do anything like that? And when it comes to the Filipino residents of of that section, right? Um, do they understand some of these politics? Are are they? You know, what I mean, like, how does it, how does it work? You know, what I mean, do the Filipinos, you know, be like, hey, dog, fuck that fool? You know, <laughs> like, how does it work, bro? It's it's um, I don't want to talk about bad about my my culture or race, but like a lot of the Filipinos are starving for someone Filipino to make it and be famous. So whoever it is, they'll back them up if they're Filipino. Like, oh, my God, it's Filipino, you know? Yeah. Like, Joe Coy had that movie Easter Sunday. When people were hitting me up. You're going to watch it? He's Filipino. You're going to support? You know, like, but I never watched that movie. I didn't want to watch it. Like, I'm not a fan of his, and I'm not going to invest my money in watching that movie, you know? But just because he's Filipino doesn't mean I have to support him. Like, fucking Versace got killed by Andrew Kananan. I don't know if you remember that, but he's a Filipino dude. And all the Filipinos are excited. Oh, he's Filipino. The <laughs> motherfucker's a murderer. He killed somebody, you know, and you want to fucking hype him up because just because he's Filipino? Like, I don't know. So that's what kind of gets me about like that, you know. And, and, and growing up with the Latino comedians in the circuit, they showed me more loves than Filipinos ever had in my life, you know. Wow. But people that are true and they know the game and they know what's up, they know who wrote what and who did it first, you know. So that enough... Is good for me. It's good enough for me. Like people that know what's up in the game know what's up. Hundred percent, brother. Hundred percent. And it, it's interesting of how you said it, bro. Because it's it's like that within the Latino community too. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard sometimes to get your own people on the board. On board, right? You know, it's right. a, it's a it's, it would. It, I think it's always your toughest audience is when you have uh, your neighbors. <laughs> Cough that shit out, baby. That's a killer kush right there, baby. I noticed you gave me this brand new fucking blunt, right? You talking about Joe Coy. Like, here. <laughs> Go to town, motherfucker. But yeah, I mean, you're saying your neighbors or people. What, what are you talking about? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you high, I'm high. We do fucking ate these motherfucking mushrooms and shit. If anybody want to call in, call in, dog. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Let's you're go. welcome to. We got we got the uh, the phone line is up right now. You guys want to call in? Call in. You want to talk to this legend right here, Mr. Edwin San Juan? I mean, feel free to do it. <laughs> hey, George is gonna call in and be like, hey. Let him go so he can come to my fucking house. I'm tired. I need someone to call in and give me a ride over there because I can't drive anymore. 
anybody drive over and let's go. Yeah, real shit. Um, how about this, bro? Can we end this podcast with a bit from you, a set from you? <laughs> or is that too much? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, what are you talking about? Just, I mean, a couple jokes. Oh, hold on, let's get this phone call right here before right, we right. before I put you. I'm put you on the spot. You think about that, dog. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo, yeah. Hey, uh, shout out, shout out to you, and shout out to uh, Edwin San Juan, man. Ironically enough, that's my name too. So I, I gotta, I gotta like this guy not to mention he's California, man. That's you, you're that? one of the greats out there, man. Hell yeah. Uh, so I had a question. I had a question for you, brother. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of your uh, comedy, like I just said. Uh, and I was gonna ask you. It's kind of a cultural question because uh, I got to talking to some uh, Guam friends, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, your 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 folks are considered to be the Pacific Islander, también, no? uh, along with the uh, Oriental as well, or Asian. Yeah, he said Orientals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pacific Islander. Yeah, uh, and and Asian. Yeah, I would say both. I always thought that was pretty cool, man. I'm like, hey, man, there's a there's variety up in that mix out there, bro. Hell yeah, man. There's fucking all different kinds of flavors. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's our, yeah, that's right. Beans, it's rice, it all the thing. goes in the same, comes out the same. <laughs> that's right, bro. That's right. It's ironic you mentioned the thing with uh, getting hella love from uh, Rasa, bro, because one of my, um, before I found out about the Spanish colonizing uh, uh, you, you guys as well, it kind of tripped me out when I was a when I was a little kid, bro, in the hood. There was only there was one Philippine family right there, bro, and uh, that was my boy John. And I tripped out because his last name was Martinez. Right. I was like, oh, and then I found out later on, okay, it makes sense, makes sense. But he would kick it with us, and th- there was a shitload of uh, uh, Hmong people that lived in the area too. But he'd just be kicking it with us all the time, and uh, yeah, it was all love, brother. Damn, you but, live in uh, a neighborhood hey, with all Asians, bro? You had no dogs in the neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, it was like uh, it was like one section was like a bunch of uh, Asians, and he lived uh, like next to the monk, but he would kick it with, with the Rasa, where, where the Rasa kicked it. So he was but, among yeah, was you guys. Love, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right on, man. Right on. <laughs> Thanks for calling, bro. I gotta, yeah, I got I to gotta ask, though, man. Oh, you only get one question, um, man. No. So to keep up to keep up with your next show is it just all all IG? Yeah, I mean um um esjcomedy.com. You can find that. My my dates are right there. And Tuesday or Tuesday or Wednesday you're where? Wednesday I'm at the uh, Laugh Factory in Long Beach, and then Thursday at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. And March 22nd I'm at Stand Up Comedy Club in Bellflower. That one, if you could show support there, that would be dope, bro. I want to try. I sold it out the last time I was there. I want to try to do that again. So it'd be cool, man. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell my boys. Hey, shout out to you, Lucky Lansky. You two have a good one. Lucky you too, Lansky, brother. let's go. Hey, man, let's go, <laughs> Love, respect, brother. There's a few more folk, few more callers calling up, and feel free to call it uh, before we end this right here. But brother, this has been. This has been dope, bro. This has been legendary. This has been fun. Um, this is everything that I thought it would be, brother. And I thank you so much for just making time with us here on Hoodstocks, brother. Yeah, I'm enjoying myself. I had a real good time, man. I was scared at first because all your motherfuckers look all tough and tatted all over your faces and shit and everything. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> all know, my butthole's all tight and shit. Homie got to jail for 16 years. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, you know what, dog? These guys right here are just fucking. They're they're they're, they're all good the homies, guys, bro. bro. Yeah, yeah. The all homies, love. homies, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, dudes, you can call homies. And let's get this Gold next caller. Color. Let's go. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What up? What up? What up? Hey, what's up, Lucky? What up, doggy? Hey, man. Um, mad love to all you guys, bro. To all you guys, you know. Um, I watch you while while I'm working, dog. So right now, I I didn't, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. You know what I mean? I'm gonna watch it tomorrow when I'm on, on the road. Don't get fucking but busted by your boss, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now my dad owns the company. I, I do roll off. Oh. Right, in LA. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So. okay. Yeah, but I, I just want to show love, man. You, you know what I mean? I, I watch you. I, I, I watch your Instagram and everything, dog. And mad fan, fan of you guys. And I just want to show my love to everybody. Appreciate to you, Drew, Casey, That's right. Appreciate you, know what I mean? you, big dog. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, bro. Wait, hold on. What do you do for yeah. work again, bro? Um, I do roll-offs. You know, you know how you go to a construction work and then you see those big container bins? Yeah. My dad owns, like... 80 of them, and we just go around L.A., around your hood, around everywhere, dog, everywhere in L.A. And what do you do? Take um, the uh, we, we just drop them off. We rent them out. Uh, and, we rent and, out the and, big one. And what do they put in there, bro? Um, The trash from building a house or oh, the trash uh, concrete okay. from All right. destroying the fucking... Gotcha, you put, gotcha. like, uh, bodies in there, the bro? <laughs> <laughs> we got triple yeah, I mean, A crime scene for that. We also do the big shows, like like um, like um the rap shows. We, yeah. We, we rent out, like, 15 of them. And um, when Draco died, um they threw the fucking knife that they stabbed him with in one of my in one of my dad's bins. No way. They hit, oh, us, they hit us up. They hit us up, like... Like a month later, saying, "Hey, can we go through the trash?" And we're like, "Bro, that shit's in the city, dog. Like in the city trash." Good luck. You know what I mean? How did How did you know the knife was in it, though, bro? To be honest. That, that's what they said, though. That's they they came, like a whole SWAT team came to my dad's yard. Oh damn! That's crazy, bro. <clears throat> oh shit! Hard beating that dude. <laughs> Thank you for calling, brother. Next phone call. You're on Hoodstock Talkers. Hey, what's happening, Luck? What up, doggy? Now that, now that, man, you know, I don't got no questions, man, but I just want to say big ups right here to uh, Mr. San Juan, man. I went and seen him at, uh, I think he was at the Payaso uh, <laughs> Comedy Tour, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, how, I don't know how many fucking years was that back, man, but uh, he was one more funny motherfucker that night, man. That was, and yeah, after that, I was, was never funny after that. It was just that <laughs> no, yeah, you're always funny, brother. <laughs> no, <laughs> man, I appreciate it, bro. Thank you so much. No, nah, man, you know, so, uh, uh, and then one thing, another, another thing I want to say, Lucky, man, hey, you know what, you, you, you're you one of the, one of the dudes that I like to watch on podcasts, bro. I don't watch any other podcasts, bro, but I watch yours, man. You know why? Because, uh, you know, you keep it real, brother, and you don't get caught up in all that bullshit. And you keep to your fucking, you keep to your, you, you know, to you, bro. You know what I mean? Love you, baby. And, uh, uh, I appreciate you. And, and the real ones, the real ones are gonna recognize that. That's right, bro. And you know one <laughs> thing about that, bro, that I wanted to say to you, man, is just a lot. You know, I see all these podcast dudes. We you know it gets to their heads, bro. And to you, it it, it got to your heart, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it he, got to your heart, bro. And and you just keep the motherfucker real, bro. You know, I, I love you, baby. That, What's your name again, though? Say, man. What's your name again, though? My name is Santos, big dog. My name is Santos. Homie. Santos, love you, baby. Yeah, that's love. Eight one eight, dog. You know what's nice. crazy, right. dog? It's Santos, real quick before you hang up, brother. Is sometimes 
I noticed that on on certain uh, cats that have uh, YouTube channels. I'm like, damn, dog. This fool's getting a whole lot more cocky than what he was when he began, right. you know? And, and, and you know what, dog? That's just like, ah, dog. Like, I, I take note of that, bro. It, but at the same time, some of these dudes, you know, I support them still, you know what I mean? Because they homies or whatever, bro. But, like, it's it's unfortunate to see that sometimes, but you got to keep it a buck all the way through the, you know, exactly. all, all the way down the line, baby. You know what I mean? Because exactly. that's the way that's the way solid dudes roll, bro. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna be transparent. They're gonna just be who they were from the beginning. You know what I mean? And the, the, just because the numbers grow doesn't right, mean my right, ego right. grows. Like I'm not here. Yeah. I'm not here to prove stripes on the streets, bro. That's stupid exactly. as fuck, dog. I already you, did you, that. You, you, you've been there, done that in in, in real life. Only not not fucking. Uh, uh, YouTube and shit, you know what I'm saying? That's funny, and, yeah. And, That's... Yeah, no, but like I said, bro, man, you know, I see all these dudes, man, on and, and podcasts, bro, and I just see they get all like, I mean, I don't know, bro, it's just, it's not, not you are a different motherfucker, dog. You Just know, I'm, I'm, I'm not different. I'm up. like you, bro. I'm like you, and I'm like a lot of other Gracias, cats that are watching exactly, this, dog. Brother. Yeah, you exactly. know, because, you know, it just. It is what it is, dog. But thank you, brother. I appreciate that, doggy. Thank you All for right, calling brother. in. You guys stay up, man. You take care, brother. Absolutely. Bye-bye. You too as well. Let's get this next phone call. Uh, you're live on Hoodstocks. Let's go, baby. What up, homie? What up, love? What up, dog? Who's hey, this? Guys, what's up, homie? This is Mikeel. Mikey. Mikey. What up, baby? What up, homie? Hey, I enjoy your podcast, dog. But I wanted to say what's cracking to Edwin, homie. Yeah. Oh, shit. What's I up, man? I don't know if you remember me, dog, but you were my counselor, homie, at CRF. Oh, damn. <laughs> I used to be a group home counselor, bro. Oh, shit. Orange yeah, County, dog. yeah. Court Straight replacement up, facility. That's sick. Yep. What's your name, bro? My name is Michael, homie, Sandoval. Oh, Sandoval, bro. You used to rap back in the dog. days or what? Huh? Oh, okay. I was mixing you up with another kid. But that's cool, bro, nah. man. Hey, dog, we used to we used to go to La Habra, homie. I think you remember that, dog, pretty well, homie. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did he do? He like, 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 fuck them so or some shit. <laughs> you remember that, bro? I spread my butt cheeks. You guys like, share the story, <laughs> sir. <laughs> bro, you trying to incriminate me here. What the fuck's happening, bro? I would take no, a lot of kids yeah. to fill little trips and runs like that. Store runs. <laughs> yeah, I was the Michael Jackson of the facility. <laughs> <laughs> Hold me, weird, squeeze me, and tease weird, me. <laughs> Stroke me and choke me. Help me to come. Do you, do you understand me? When I say I'm tell your family. <laughs> I sleep with you. <laughs> That's right, dog. That's cool, man. That's good. You used to tell me, dog, that you were a comic. Who's talking, dog? Air it out, homie. Hell yeah, bro. I mean, you're the second person today. When I was at the airport, motherfucking Lucky's coughing up shit. He's coughed his fucking lollipop. I was at the airport today, and the person that rented me the car was like, oh, you were in my group home also, too, at CRF. Bro, That's you're the second person, man. That's dope. Holy Touch me! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, bro! Check it out. Let's Mr. get this next one up. But I gotta say something. Oh, you're on hood stock. Talk to us. 
Yo, yo, what's happening? Your fucking butt cheeks, homie. What the fuck you want? <laughs> hey, what's up, dog? What's crack like it, man? Oh, that's messed up, man. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fuck with it, dog. What's cracking, dog? Nah, man. Just, just, just uh, watching your show right now. It's pretty good, man. Just want to say what's up to the to the Goonies. Up, you know what I'm saying, Edwin? Say yeah, what's yeah. up, man. The the the, the Mexican Asian, <laughs> the real shit. Yeah, that's you know dope. what I'm saying? Because I don't know. It's funny because I've always gotten along with Filipinos, man. And I, I mean, why wouldn't you? Man. No, hold on, real quick. I'm gonna let you finish, Star. But who has ever had a problem with a Filipino? Yeah, I don't know, man. that's true. Real shit. Like, oh, do you ever see? Do you ever see anything on the news about that shit? I don't know. Not one time. That's true. <laughs> that is crazy, bro. If you see Filipinos on the news, because we're the witness. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the whole thing from the back counter. I was putting away the envelope and then the gunshots firing. It was Bob the white guy. His wife is leaving him. He's gonna lose the job at the end of the week. That motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> oh my god. That's, that's okay. probably because they're probably because they're so nurturing, man. Right. <laughs> We right? <laughs> will give you all the statements you need, baby. <laughs> he was such a loving kid until the guy shot him. And then he <laughs> killed Andrew Kunanan. But <laughs> then he killed Versace. <laughs> what do you want, bro? Every time I'm around a Filipino, I feel like I'm in a hospital. <laughs> 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 he said they're nurturing. Nurturing. Yeah, yeah, man. That was a fucking right hook, bro. Yeah. I'm still recovering from that one, man. Like, it's true. It's true. Isn't that, why is that, bro? Like, they, it is just what it is, bro. Yeah, my, my girl works with nothing but Filipinas and Filipinos, and he tells me about it. But yeah, she's a CNA. She was a nurse. <laughs> what do you, hey, what the, bro, what the fuck you want? Are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here, man. What's okay, up? what else you want to say, knew- fucker? Anung <laughs> What the fuck is Anung balita. I mean, what's the news? What's happening? Okay. Right. Let's go. I love you, dog. All right, guys. Have a, have a good night. All right. Thanks, All right. You too, brother. Yeah. That shit was good, dog. Hey, that caller that just called in, call back. No, we we got, bro, the shit was blowing up through the other phone calls and shit. Let's make sure we get them all, doggy. Let's get them all, Man, dog. We got, we got, a, all the way the we got a legend in the building, dog. You on Hood Socks, <laughs> talk to us, baby. Let's go. Hello? Yeah. What's up, dog? Chilling, man. You need some down-ass Armenians on the show. Armenians? Well, hurry up and say what you're going to say. No, say it again, bro. (laughs) Say it again. Say it with your chest, little motherfucker. (laughs) Say it with your chest, dog. Down-ass Armenians on the platform, doggy. He said he needs some down-ass Armenians. Are you Armenian? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, you and think I about bet? it. You are you from Glendale? No, I'm from Hollywood. Then you ain't a real Armenian, homie. Wait, 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 wait. What color is your car? What color is your car? What is black? Dog? Oh, this one's not Armenian. They only rock white cars. <laughs> next, dog. Next. Coming from the guy from Diamond Bar. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Shut the fuck up. Nobody takes you serious, fool. I mean, but that's it. <laughs> but that sucks, bro. Well, like, my rental car was white. I was like, fuck. <clears throat> Can you imagine meeting this dude, bro? With a little hat on? <laughs> nobody ever takes him serious, bro. A life of nobody taking you serious. No, <laughs> 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 it's real, bro. I'm like that cartoon where there's just a cloud of rain and it's only on me all day. You know, it's sad. Another case of no one taking you serious. <laughs> Thank you, bro. <laughs> Next caller. No. Damn, let me get one of those candies. What the these fuck? candies are bomb. Who put these candies in there? Mondo. Mondo. <laughs> oh, fucking Mondo. This motherfucker's a bomb, though. Fucking what are they? Throw me one. <laughs> these fuckers are stupid bombs. Who wants one? Warheads, tangy typhoon. Dude, these are stupid bombs. Sour taffy. They got me fucking doing some stupid ass shit. <laughs> it's like it's Halloween. It's no, candy. like an airhead. Rick! That's your three hour snack, right? Let's get this next phone caller, bro. You're on Hood Socks. Talk to us. Hey, you know what? Fuck you, Lucky. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I love you too, doggy. What question do you have for Mr. Edwin San Juan? I don't, I have zero questions, but y'all are making me laugh my fucking ass off over here, so keep it up, G. Love you, baby. Thank you, Doc, for calling in and showing your love and support, brother. Yeah. Saludos, you guys. Saludos, my G. Yeah. That's what we do right here, though. Bro, we have fun, bro. I had a great time, man. This has been dope, dog. Coming out of this bitch, dog. (laughs) Coming out of this bitch. Um... I mean, how can we, uh, how can these guys support you right here, brother? I mean, um, like I mentioned, my website, ESJcomedy.com. I mean, I'm, if you really want to support Show Show Your Love, I got that show coming up in Bellflower. Bellflower, yeah. Yeah, I'd love for you guys to come out, too. That'd be sick. When is that, when is the Bellflower date? It's a Friday, March 22nd. March 22nd. You know what, dog? We'll wait for Bellflower show. And yeah. we'll bring out the fucking, we'll, we'll promote it big time, dog. But any show you want to come through, man, fucking always welcome, bro. Say less, baby. Appreciate that. Yeah, and when I get my podcast going up again, I'd love to have you yeah. on it, bro. Absolutely. I'll do yours, dog. I don't do a lot of podcasts, but I'll do yours, bro. That means a lot to me, bro. Yeah, 100%, that, dog. Just shoot the breeze and have a good time, dog. Eat mushrooms. Cross yeah. yeah. I think uh, mushrooms are my new thing, I think, bro. I'll, I'll do it under one circumstance. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to. You don't put smoke in your lungs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mushrooms I think it's, are good, I think it might be my way to go. Edibles or mushrooms? Yeah. Thank God you guys hooked me up with both of them. Edibles are dangerous, though. Yeah, I can't perform on edibles. Whenever I'm on edibles, people look at me like, man, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> I can put eye drops on and they'll still be all fucked up, bro. I can't. That's the only reason because I don't like people thinking that I'm all fucked up on stage, you know? I want to keep it professional and make sure. Like, like if I'm drinking too much and I start slurring my words, I'm like, fuck, bro, this is not cool. Hey, everyone wants to know about your, your shirt. Which you one? On. Oh, this fucking chonchon right here, bro. Fucking give me some chonchon. Blood in, blood out, bro. <laughs> I was at the airport today, and this fucking Filipino dude was like looking at my shirt. He's like, "What is that window over there?" <laughs> <laughs> he's there's a guy in his spunty under in your shirt. <laughs> but Carlos Carusco, this is his shirt. He was he played Popeye in Blood and Blood Out, and we did the roast battle. Well, I was actually invited to, and I performed on it. And but 
it was it was fucking cool. The shirt everywhere I go, man, people always hit me up like, "Oh my god, they're laughing at it." It's like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> when do you wear a fucking shirt with fucking some dude in his underwear? <laughs> How was the roasting that dude? Oh man, it, it was fun, man. I heard um, <clears throat> I got to write a few jokes and stuff like that for the guys, and, and they fucking um, it helped out, you know. I wasn't invited to to be on the roast, but dude, mad love. I just told George I wanted to show up, you know, social support and be there, and he put me on the show, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But um, just roasting him, fucking how long, blood in, blood out, fucking cult classic movie, and then to have Popeye up on there, and everyone got a shot at it, like, it was nice, bro. Everyone did their thing. I think the the next roast, you should have some other heads like on there, like Felipe and Willie, and you know what I mean? Fucking, yeah. Yeah. Like, that would be a second sick-ass role. Maybe roast Paul Rodriguez or something like that, you know? That would be cool, be bro. Cool. Yeah. That would be cool because when when dudes do roast, <clears throat> you're not sure if they're talking real shit or boo-making this shit up, bro. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're like, bro, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Steam, is there yeah. substance behind that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, those are the best. And that's what's dope about roast. We did a roast on, on me right here and George Perez was here in a bunch of other local comedians shout out to them motherfuckers it's funny as fuck dog All right. came through and they roasted me dog and I love that shit bro you know what I mean like I'm a shit talker dog and and if you ain't talking shit back to me, dog, then we just can't fuck with each other, bro. Right, right. You feel me, dog? And all my boys right here, dog, like, bro, like, we, we have an open, I would say we pretty much, like, like, no hard feelings up in this bitch. Right, this is how it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro, like, we go for the, we, I mean, if you're going to be in this in this building right here, you got to go through the throat, dog, you know what right, I mean? Right. And that would be your longevity right here with Hoodstock's podcast, studio cast, and, the, you know, the fellas that hold this shit down, you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> bro, motherfucker. The only play. way out is yeah. Yeah. no hard feelings, bro. Nothing's worse than you know, bro. You, you when dudes start catching feelings, that shit's like, oh, yeah. Dog, then you start, man, are you gay? Catch a feeling, yeah, bro. Nothing's worse when you start seeing a homie that you thought was good, dog. You start catching his feelings. You're just like, ah, oh, okay, leave him alone, dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then you gotta, then you can't, you gotta tread lightly around. Yeah, the motherfucker, eggshells and shit. Yeah, because you don't, you know, you you. You know, if you if you love them or if you don't, if you don't, then you just fucking dig them a grave right here in the middle of the studio. <laughs> but if you love them, then you're just like, all right, dog, be easy on that fool. But anyways, hey, Mr. Edwin San Juan, it has been amazing. Thank you, brother. Appreciate